This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome to the podcast. It's Elliot Marr. Oh, I guess I should leave that to you to say. What is your name? Elliot Marr. Elliot Marr. That How is, did I get that? that? Everybody right. knows now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? I want to say, like, I've choreographed four things that have been danced at, danced at clubs, um, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself a choreographer. Um, I want to say dancer promoter. Like if, if I was if I ever wanted to give myself a role, um, it would be dancer and promoter. I'm also like a teacher at um, two different places. Um, I was at three, um, but then I gave that one to Noah. Um, but I mean, like I even then I would still just call myself a dancer promoter. I just like promoting things um, okay. in every way that I can. Like whether it be because I made something and I want to promote it, or because I'm teaching somewhere and I want to promote the dances that have been taught there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and would you consider this to be part of your identity, or is it just kind of a hobby in your life? Where does it stand in your life? I think I always wanted to say hobby because I never wanted it to necessarily be like the end all, be all of me. Like I wanted to also do other things. Um, but I mean, like, it's definitely part of my identity. To, to say that it's not, it would just be foolish. Like, just to have, to have taught at Stagecoach, to, to have gotten to the point where, you know, like, um, the powers that be said, hey, do you want to teach at Stagecoach? Like, it would have to be part of my identity. It would have to be, yeah, a big yeah. part of my life. Let's jump right into that. A lot of folks out there may have been first exposed to you from around the world right. uh, through your experience at Stagecoach. What is the story behind that? My, I mean, like, from the start of my line dance career, um, it started as me just being a dancer. Um, it morphed into me wanting to do videos um, to teach my friends. And that was just my immediate friends that I was going with. It wasn't like I wanted to be, like, a, this big YouTube person. Um, I had a YouTube channel, and I was familiar with the territory. Um, and so I just made YouTube tutorial videos. Uh, that launched me into having like a pretty successful channel, um, and I currently have like 750 subscribers on that channel. What is the name of that channel? The Future Sex Love Channel. Okay. Um, it was a uh, Justin Timberlake reference. Um, he, um, when he came out with his, his second album, was called Future Sex Love Sounds, and so when he came out with the tour, it was called the Future Sex Love Tour. So I was like, oh wow, you can just do this to everything. <laughs> and so on YouTube, it's, they're called channels, mm-hmm. and so it's Future Sex Love Channel. Okay. Um, having nothing to do with line dancing at all. <laughs> um, but um, it was because my channel was never about line dancing. It became that, um, but it was always just about me. And like, so I had other things on there. Um, and so from, from my channel and from obtaining like a bunch of subscribers and whatnot, um, it gave me a name in like the normal line dance, or, like the, my, the country bars that I was going to, because then people just started recognizing me. And then that just made me want to teach other things. And then I became like a Facebook person and started promoting on that and started like sharing my channel on that, Um, which then gave me exposure to eventually getting my own studio um, at Happy Dance Fitness and Diamond Bar. Mm -hmm. um, Because then like my channel gave me um, attention from the the lady who worked there, her name is Jeannie Davis. Um, And so I I obtained a teaching job (laughs) Um, a line dance teaching position, uh, which then attracted attention from Anne-Marie Dunn at the uh, Branding Iron, who is uh, the head of Stagecoach, um, the, the line dance portion of that. She has a boss, um, named uh, her name is Karen, um, but 
Anne-Marie was basically heading the, uh, the stagecoach line dance team. And so she wanted to bring in uh, different teachers. And so she picked uh, Trevor Thornton, who's this um, amazing uh, Florida choreographer uh, teacher who teaches everything that we teach here, who has, who has choreographed like a bunch of things that we uh, dance out here, Going Ham, No Vacancy, Double D, like everything. Uh, she's so hot. Ain't too and, cool. Uh, ain't too cool, yeah. And uh, so she, she wanted two guys and two girls. So she picked him as one of the guys. Obviously, she was one of the girls. Um, and then uh, Carrie Kick from the ranch, uh, who has taught there, who has done a bunch of other different dances, boys around here, uh, high class, uh, kick and dust, just like a bunch of different dances, who has uh, religiously taught at the ranch forever. Um, and so she was the other girl. And then somehow I, I was the other guy. <laughs> um, and I was obviously the youngest, um, not having any like actual dance background training, um, other than the fact that I I teach at a studio and I'm somewhat popular in my own little line dance world that I've created. And so you say you have no dance background. How did you get into line dance to begin with? Okay, so I had a hip-hop dance background. Okay. Um, but even that wasn't really taught. It was just self-taught. Right. I just watched like videos and, and whatnot. Um, I got into line dance because I had zero social life. Um, I was going to work and I was going home and that was it. I, um, I stopped going to school and um, what happened was I was, um, I was looking for an outlet to meet people and I thought I was going to have to go to a hip hop club, which would have just been terrible for me because that's wobble for about six hours. That's what a hip hop club is. Like People try to tell you different, it's not different. Maybe for a girl it's different, but for a guy it's basically wobble for six hours. <laughs> Most people can't take the wobble for, what, three minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it is for, like, the entirety of your time there. Mm -hmm. um, and if that's not your personality, then you just don't survive at a hip-hop club. Um, my friend uh, that I met at Iowans, uh, co-worker, her name is Sarah, uh, she introduced me to uh, In Cahoots. And uh, she, j she just always went there with her friends because she loved country music. Um, I didn't have like a complete understanding of country music I love Taylor Swift and that was about it like it was just like pop things on the radio um, or like just mainstream country um, and uh, so she took me to In Cahoots in Fullerton and uh, I just loved everything about it uh, two dollar well drinks uh, the uh, the cover was free um, what's called as soon as we got there uh, this elderly couple they were they saw us not dancing and they were like hey did you need any help dancing we, we can help you um, if you want to dance and I was just like what is this magical nice place that everybody that all these people live in and um, ironically the very first dance that I ever learned as a, as a teach um, that they taught that night uh, was a dance called can't you see and it was to you belong with me uh, by Taylor Swift it was just like all of these different factors that just were just like this is your new thing Elliot you know like um, and I just loved everything about it I loved the learning curve that you saw all these good dancers and so then um, when you, you, you your immediate question is like how did you all get so good but then you start realizing that they're playing all the same things and there's a learning curve and so like if you just keep going and you keep learning these things you'll just become better and you'll you'll just know more and more for your night mm -hmm. and it'll just keep building as opposed to like going to hip-hop classes where you learn one thing and like it doesn't matter like it's just you just kind of learn it and it's, it's your choice if you want to use it ever again you could just never use it and you're paying like $15 for this um, like normal country bars are like $5 it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah. so how did you make the transition from 
person who is kind of interested in this to the person who's helping other people learn it, like doing the YouTube videos? Um, my channel, uh, just because I was, um, I was trying to teach my friends. Uh, that I was going with. I had like a circle of like about six, seven different friends uh, that we kept going like week after week and uh, they could never remember dances. And I, being the one that wanted to dance because that was kind of like my background. Um, I, I mean, I took like, uh, I was in dance, I was on dance team, uh, like senior year of high school. That was like towards the end of, that was that was my entire dance background. Um, and. Uh, so I wanted to go to this place because I was kind of a dancer and I wanted to dance. So I started memorizing dances and I, because I was getting lessons and I was watching people dance and I was looking, up, looking them up on YouTube because this was my new thing. Um, and I would go with my friends and they wouldn't remember. And so I would start trying to teach them so that I'd have other people to dance with. Not that other people weren't dancing, but I mean like my own group of people. And so that's how I started doing YouTube videos um, because I was just sending them to my friends and being like, hey, I just made this video. Um, you should learn this. So when we go next week, you'll get it. Um, at a certain point, I started, they stopped going and I kept making videos. And it w still, it wasn't for, to become like this big YouTube star. It was just for me to remember them. Um, because, you know, if you learn a lesson and you don't practice it for a week or two weeks or something, whatever it is, you'll just forget it. And so it was literally just for me. And then all of a sudden it just started becoming like a bigger and bigger thing. Like I started getting more views. My subscriber count went up. And at a certain point, um, I just kind of like looked up and I was on an In Cahoots night and like six different uh, groups of friends or different groups of people came up to me and were like, hey, don't you do uh, like videos on YouTube, uh, like line dance tutorial videos? And that's just, from that point on, I could, I was just literally going everywhere and getting recognized everywhere for doing YouTube videos. Hmm. I was at a marina yesterday in Newport Beach and uh, we were walking past uh, this, a boat. There was a lady standing outside and uh, we asked her for directions um, for, to a place that we were going to. And she was like, hey, don't you do YouTube videos? And I was like, no way. <laughs> it, was, it was the most surreal thing. Um, like just, yeah, like the amount of people, like I go to bars that I've never gone to and people will recognize me because of those videos. Um, because at the, the, at the time that I was creating them, there, were, there weren't anybody creating videos. It was, it was a really dry market. It took me, the reason why I started was because it took me two hours to find the country girl shake that we do down here. And that was just insane to me. Like I really wanted to know this dance and they did it every night. And it took me, like knowing that what the dance is supposed to look like, it took me two hours to find the correct video because there were just a million out there. And so I was like, no, this has to change. And so I just took it upon myself and did it. <laughs> and when did you transition from from teaching uh, the videos, you're teaching the lessons through videos online, to I mean, clearly you, you knew a lot of dances after a certain point. Yeah. When yeah. did you decide you were going to put some new ones out into the dance ecosystem and become a choreographer? That started, um, so the, th uh, the thing about choreographing mm -hmm. uh, that not a lot of people realize uh, is that for the longest time, choreographers were just like 
Well, like a lot of people don't even understand how dances are even dances at clubs. That you know, like somebody created that, yeah. and like that they they exist as a person mm-hmm. um, somewhere out there. Like somewhere out there, Donna Manning exists, and mm-hmm. somewhere out there, Trevor Thornton um, exists. Um, and we just dance things just for fun because it's what's being done. And some, you know, like their teacher that taught it. There was a teacher that taught it. Um, I knew that because of my videos. I knew that there were people out there, and all of those people were all infinitely like more experienced. Um, they all had like degrees, and they all had their own bar that they were teaching at, and they all have a million dances, and they were all like top ten on Copper Knob. You know, like, they all had like prestige to all of them. Um, it didn't occur to me until uh, my friend Jeremy and Kristen came out with My Kind of Night. Uh, they taught at a bar called the Derby in Mission Viejo and they were just they were young, they're younger than me they're 24 um, 24 and 25 um, and uh, in that area and what's it called like they were just kid I call them kid choreographers um, like they were just dancers that dance at clubs and understood you know footwork and how dances work and how phrasing works and they just came up with a dance and we were doing it everywhere. We were doing it at uh, the ranch, Derby, um, we did it at the Yost and uh, Cowboy Country. And it then occurred to me that theoretically I could be that person too. Like I could come up with something and not, you know, own my own bar and, you know, like as a prerequisite or something. I could just come up with something and if, if, some, if people liked it, then we could do it. Um, I got the opportunity to do it because of a, a place called the Yost, um, where the DJ, DJ is uh, Greg. Um, he allowed us to do whatever, like really whatever we wanted. Um, we did song changes, and we just, you know, like we gave him a suggestion, and he would just try it out. And if it worked, it worked, and if it didn't work, it didn't work. And so I came up with "Loving Me Is Red" uh, to "Red" by Taylor Swift because I'd always wanted to uh, choreograph to Taylor Swift uh, because at the time. Nobody was really playing Taylor Swift, uh, even as two-step songs. Um, and it was like few and far between, and that was my favorite artist um, going into, into country, like this world that I never even knew like really existed. Um, I came up with Loving Me Is Red, and everybody really liked it at the Yost, and I made a video for it, and then all of a sudden, Carrie from the ranch picked it up, and that's how it started. Then it just kind of spread to cowboy country, and then... Um, and that, yeah, and then everything else is, is history. Okay. Yeah. And so the kid choreographers, I find this is, uh, seems that to term? be an especially Southern Californian phenomenon of these like mid to late 20s, early 30s yeah. choreographers coming out of nowhere seemingly in the past like three to five years or so. Oh, yeah. And also you mentioned that nobody was doing a lot of videos at the time, but you also, now you have um, uh, Cindy, yeah. Cindy Masterdale, she yes. her channel and... Uh, you have your Mick new Michael. channel. Sydney oh, Mick Michael. Michael? Sydney oh, that's Michael. Right, yeah, yeah. right. right. Yeah, Matthews, yeah, yeah. That's the, the yeah, instructor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's like Dancing with Patty. Like yeah. there are all, all these video uh-huh. channels now, and and you have the uh, the the choreographers, the younger choreographers as well. And you've been sort of on the ground floor with both of those. Yeah. Uh, what do you think changed from you know the '90s and and then whatever you know, things happened between then and now? What changed such that we're seeing this kind of resurgence? YouTube and Facebook, mm. uh, because it didn't exist. Right. And that's why every single uh, choreographer or every single teacher at a bar wants copper a copper knob step sheet, mm. because for the longest time a YouTube video didn't exist. Mm. Um, YouTube wasn't a thing. Facebook wasn't a thing. 
um, the internet in general wasn't really a thing. Um, in the society we live in, that you know, like everything is just on your phone and everything is Snapchat and videos and um, selfies and you know, like uh, people trying to become YouTube, quote unquote, YouTube popular. Um, there's more of a reason for wanting to like video yourself and for being able to promote that way um, because it's such an incredible medium. Like with how much we spend every day on our phones, on YouTube or on Facebook, um, a, lot of, a lot of the time, that's the only way we can communicate with a lot of people at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, that's like, people always make fun of me for how much I Facebook and I'm just like, well I'm basically texting all of my friends at once <laughs> and whoever cares to care then they see my post and then they comment um, as opposed to like individually texting everybody, you know, or, you know, trying to find specific people that you want to text. Like, let's say you have like a great idea and you know, like two people off the top of your head that you could text. Um, if you Facebook that, you'll find that, you know, like 15 other people that you didn't even know had that same interest will be interested in that. And that's um, with just how like technology has advanced, um, I feel like that's how YouTube and Facebook, how both of those came into um, connection with like, or, or like, what is it? How uh, it coincides? Oh yeah, it converged. Yeah. I converged. Think. Yeah. How it converged with mm -hmm. the line dance world. Right. And how that's just becoming the thing. It's just becoming like, do you have a video for it? Mm -hmm. um, like step sheets are just really hard to read sometimes. They are. And, uh, like the timing on everything, so like you can even know the steps, but then you have to know what speed it is and like and counts. Like, wow. yeah, 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 and how those work. Yeah. What can you say about SoCal choreographers? That that is something that uh, I don't know if it has been done in quite the the way that it was right um, when you hosted it. Right. And I mean, yeah, there have been circuit workshops where you get big big, big names from all over the yeah. world. And you hosted something that even has a shirt now. I do. SoCal Choreographer's Night. SoCal Choreographer Night. What's the story behind that? Because of the inspiration that Jeremy and Kristen uh, bestowed upon me um, of just having choreographers that weren't just, you know, like big name people, um, I had always envisioned uh, why don't I have, because I have like amazing dancer friends everywhere. Uh, just people that I see go to clubs all the time and they'll go to like the same clubs or they'll go to every club and they do it and they they have fun and they love to dance and they come up or I just always felt like they could come up with something amazing um, and they could come up with their own dance something better than you know like the atypical like good time or you know like dances that are easy that are just there because they exist yeah you know whereas sometimes it seems like did anybody actually request this yeah or is this just yeah yeah, yeah or are you just playing this yeah. because you have to play it right because you have to play watermelon crawl you know like um and i'm not saying that those dances are bad like they have their own place um but i mean even when some new dances come out um and i just really don't care for them um i always felt that I, sometimes I feel like big name choreographers, uh, they start to choreograph things just to choreograph them, just because a new song came out. So it's like, all right, well, let's put something out for this. So let's put something out for this. And as a like an individual person, it was always so huge 
just to have the one dance that I choreographed out into the chore or into the the world that I live in. Um, going to a bar, having your own song um, and your own dance being called out by a DJ mm -hmm. was just the greatest feeling in the world. And so I just took it upon myself to promote or to heavily promote um, a bunch of my different friends that uh, that started to choreograph things. Um, Haley was probably was the first person. Uh, she came to my class one day and she came up with dance with me, mm. and uh, that just became huge. Like that just blew up everywhere. And what song is that set to? Uh, Shut up and dance mm -hmm. by Walk the, Walk the Moon. Yeah, and uh, like she choreographed that, and she didn't even think that it was good. Um, she didn't think that it was finished. Uh, and it's basically like what what it is now is what what it was what she what she showed me, and um, I I told her I was just like well you know like let me let me just like post this and I'll just tag a couple people and if they like it then they like it and I'll just say that's un, an unfinished thing. Freaking everybody loved that thing, and it was used in the ranch competition uh, as like their official dance that they used. Um, it's it was being taught at uh, the ranch cowboy country. Um, borderline uh, I mean like branding iron it was just it was everywhere um, it was taught at stagecoach um, the thing was yeah it's my friends have like no idea how good they are um, a lot of the time because I every single time I've ever promoted any of my friends that's what they that's what they say to me immediately like oh this dance isn't finished oh it's not good then you have Jessica Ingram with perfectly confused uh, to lose my mind um, then you have Krista uh, Rotondo for Move Like You Do, uh, to move. And then you have Noah with uh, two shots in a song. And then you have um, his new dance cake. Like, uh, because of my experience with, when I came out with Loving Me Is Red, I got to understand what it would take to get a dance out there. Um, that you had to make a video. Um, that you had to, you had specific people that you needed to talk to and show this video to. Um, that there was just like specific things and because I trusted that all of my friends dances were really good um, I just wanted to promote them and so and I wanted to help them and I wanted there to be a point that there is now that I can go to a like cowboy country and there's an entire set of just our dances and it's crazy to me it's just like because like that that choreographer you know like title was just such a like you know like the Kobe Bryant of like the line dance world that's what this is it's like the, all the superstars of like the line dance world um, all of my friends are amazing dancers just in their own right and it's not they didn't become amazing dancers because they came up with something they were amazing dancers before and then they came up with something even more amazing um, and that's what that title is that's what that title is to me mm -hmm. the SoCal choreographer like title um, and there are other people that do it at Branding Iron, um, Jeremy Gutierrez, uh, Benjamin Bliski, um, and uh, they're amazing as well. And they like they did that on their own too. I just I was just helping everybody in like the cowboy country ranch in cahoots kind of area because that was my area. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, there's that self doubt as a choreographer. You don't know if it's good enough. And, oh yeah. And you don't know if it's really done. And there's so many so many 
of those kinds of fears uh, and like first time dancers oh yeah if, even if they're just dancers they, they might think like do i really know this dance can i go out on the floor for this what are some of the the fears or the anxieties that you've experienced personally in your dance journey as a dancer instructor choreographer um youtube personality right. uh what what have been some of the stumbling blocks that you've come across and how have you gotten past those that's an interesting question. <laughs> That's deep. That's really deep. <laughs> it's like what are it's like the the what are my what are my faults questions. Um, oh. Hmm. Teaching um, was definitely one of them. Uh, finding a, a good way to teach, um, learning actual terminology, uh, going from, you know, like, um, what was my uh, prime example? Uh, going from a step sheet version of saying rock, recover, coaster step. Um, you can do that on a, it's on a, okay, so you go rock. Excitement on the streets yeah. right now. That's happening right now. And it's right. just gonna stop here. All right. Well, continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, going from saying like rock recover coaster step, mm -hmm. uh, which is on a one, two, three, and four, um, you can say that, but when you say recover, uh, recover is in three syllables, and so um, it's it's almost confusing when you listen to that. So now, the new thing that I've started because of Anne Marie Dunn and her coaching. Um, is saying rock step coaster set and then it's on it, the syllables match up with what the count is mm -hmm. um, things like that that have made it have made it much easier to teach um, I think there's always self-doubt whenever you learn a new dance for the first time um, that you don't think that you're that you know it all the way or whenever you stumble at something or you miss a restart or a tag um, and the ability to recover, um, I've gotten better at. Um, because a lot of the time, or um, it used to really bother me, and it would just mess up the rest of my dance, and I just start um, stumbling even more on like just simple things. Um, because I would just obsess over, oh my god, I can't believe I missed that restart. Like I've done this dance a million times. Um, but being able to push past that um, is, and then just do the dance and just have fun with the rest of it um, is was a challenge and gaining confidence in choreography when do you feel like a dance is done like you did everything you could and it's the best fit for the music what 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 is your overall process and then what gets you to that point I love being lyrical um, if there's any kind of lyric move that I can do um, I love doing those uh, what the, is a lyric move exactly a lyric move uh, down, down, down. Uh, when in uh, headlights, mm -hmm. uh, there's a move where he says down, 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 and so like you go down, down, down. Mm -hmm. uh, headlights is a complete lyrical, like lyrics, lyric kind of dance. Um, it was a, a dance that I choreographed with Anne Marie Dunn um, for Stagecoach, and it was the um, official dance of Stagecoach, and it was made for uh, DJ Hish and. Uh, 
Tyler Fillmore, they uh, came up with a song that they were going to debut at Stagecoach, and we got to choreograph for it. Um, there's just a bunch of moves in there. There's a, a reach for the sky move, so you do a hand move um, where you're reaching for the sky. And there's um, uh, there's a headlights move where you have like both of your hands up in the air like a V, and then um, and then it, uh, you go into a spin, and then it says us, and so you point to yourself. Um, and so like just any move like that in a dance is really cool to me. Um, I think there's just an overall like, like I think the first thing that I ever come up with whenever I want to choreograph to something is an overall feeling of what I want you to feel while you're doing this dance. Um, I think a, a lot of choreographers too much uh, they rely too much on like basic moves as opposed to like an actual feeling like why are you speeding this part up and why are you slowing this down um, or you know like things like that and um, loving for example loving me is red if you ever watch that dance uh, what I wanted you to feel um, is the feeling of love that it just goes everywhere um, it starts with lock steps going forward and then it goes it goes into lock steps going back and then you do a half turn and then you do a full turn to the left and then you you do a full turn to the right and then it goes up and then it goes to the right and then it goes back and then it, and then you do triples to the sides and then you go triples to the other side and you do a half turn um, I wanted you to feel like just like you're losing control um, that like that feeling that when you're in love and you're just going like it just pulls you in different directions and you're just going everywhere um, shake it off which was my second dance um, to Taylor Swift obviously um, I wanted you to feel like I wanted the dance to be easy uh, so that literally anybody can just watch it and then pick it up um, because that's what the song is all about it's about shaking it off and dancing whatever um, and so there's just a whole bunch of parallel um, moves you'll do one thing one way and then uh, the same thing the other way and then do one thing one way and then do the same thing the other way uh, but I also wanted it to be interesting for advanced dancers so I made it 64 counts um, and I had that second uh, that second eight count in there uh, which is heel hitch step back uh, turn kick step back it's like um, it's crazy it's um, that move is literally only in there it's really random it's it's it doesn't look like anything else in the dance that move is literally in there so that advanced dancers wouldn't just pass off my dance as being like this overly easy you know parallel dance mm -hmm. because and it worked because literally when we taught it every single one of my advanced dancer friends are like hey we love your dance but there's that one part that we can't seem to get and then it made them want to learn it um i think that's that's how i try to choreograph things it's just um it's based on like an actual feeling that i have when i'm listening to the song it's not just about how many how many turns can i put in this dance or how many sailor steps or how fast can i make this dance um, or how many restarts and how difficult can I make this dance? It's about feelings and it's about like, I'd rather do a good 32 count dance um, or, you know, like, um, because like Can't Stop Us is a 32 count dance. Um, I'd rather do like an easy, like Can't Stop Us kind of dance um, than do like a complicated, you know, like chill factory kind of dance, you know? Yeah, yeah Can't Stop Us is definitely one of my favorites and one that I request a yeah. lot and it's it's strange how simple it is as far as like if you just count the number oh, yeah. of types of steps there yeah. are like it, it, it's it's very easy to like picture the entire dance in your head yeah like there's some where it goes so many places 
that like to try to imagine yourself doing it like you'll confuse yourself just not even being on your feet like you, you get factor. lost yeah like exactly. if you read a, yeah if you read a step sheet for chill factor yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but with can't stop it's like i can see every wall and every direction change yeah. but it still feels really good with the music how did you come up with that that set of steps for that as soon as i heard that song i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. um obviously because my two previous dances that i had at clubs were taylor swift songs um it was it was loving me as red um and into shake it off and I didn't want to become the Taylor Swift guy. I didn't, I didn't want everybody to be like, oh, when's the next Taylor Swift song coming out? And you know, like, when's your new dance coming out? Um, and so I wanted my next song to definitely be a country song um, that I would release at a club. And so when I heard that, it had this hip hop, like this pseudo hip hop kind of feel for it. And I don't know, like, there was just a lot of different kinds of moves that I just really love. Um, that just feel like super boss to me, like um, for lack of a better description for that. Uh, walk, walk into healing point um, just feels so good. It just feels like, um, like as soon as you do that and you you hit that first healing point after two walks, um, you just feel like, oh, this is this is my house now. You know, mm-hmm. like you just kind of like, like kicking like, the door down. Wa- yeah, that's what it is. And um, and so I knew that I wanted to do that. And so I knew that there would be two restarts in the dance. Um, just because that's just, you know, like you listen to a dance first and you see if there's, if there's has to be restarts in there. Um, and I knew there was going to be two restarts in there and I knew where they were. And I just always wanted to do the walk, walk into healing points. So what I did was I ended the dance in two walks and then I ended the second eight in two walks so that when it would restart, it would, you'd still do walk, walk into healing points. Um, the, the, um, the sway move, uh, the side, uh, the side rocks into triple sides, into the side rocks into triple sides. Uh, that's just a lyric move. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, he says swaying in like the first like couple of verses, mm-hmm. uh, like my body swaying. Oh yeah, he's um, like uh, he's talking about the drums, saying like Rat Pack, hi hat swaying. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And that's what that was. Um, and then it just ended up feeling good for the rest of the song. Yeah. So you mentioned. Uh, with your other dance headlights, collaborating with Anne Marie Dunn, and I'm curious about your teaching style. I I would guess that because you've taken lessons from Anne Marie, yes, uh, she may have influenced your style. What would you say is your your process for a typical uh, lesson, like an in-person lesson, Diamond Bar or whatnot? And who else would be the the folks that influenced the way that you came up with your style? Anne Marie for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Stagecoach changed everything. Uh, so the way that I love explaining this is that there is a very specific way that you, that uh, my evolution of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so electric slide, for example, um, super easy dance. And I know that you're just picturing it in your head right now, uh, that you grapevine to the, the right, grapevine to the left, step back, um, front touch, back touch, and then you turn and kick. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you teach that um, throughout the, my entire line dance career of teaching has changed so drastically. So when you first teach it to, you know, like when you don't really, you know how to, how, what, it, what you're supposed to do, um, but you don't really know how to teach it um, and you're on the floor, you know, just at a club, you just kind of like point to the right and you're like, go right. And you point to the left and you're like, go left. And then you point back and you're like, go back. 
And you know, like, that's how you teach. Uh, you teach, the next thing that I started doing were YouTube videos. So I'd be like, um, what you're gonna do is you're gonna do a grapevine to the right. And how you're gonna do that is you're gonna step out with your right and then behind with your left and then out with your right and then together uh, with your left. And because you have that time to teach it like that. Um, I had a beginner class. And so you would teach uh, a grapevine first. You'd teach it exactly like that. But then you could be like, now you're gonna do the same thing to the left. And you go like out behind, out together. Um, when you have an advanced class, which is what my Happy Dance Fitness class um, has turned into, mm -hmm. um, at this point I'm just like grapevine right, grapevine left, go back, touch, like front touch, back touch, and you can just say it and they just get it. Mm -hmm. um, I went to an event with Anne Marie mm -hmm. and I was attempting to teach like that. Mm -hmm. I was attempting to teach um, using my the styles that I've obtained. and. Uh, I was trying to use counts, and I was like, okay, when you go to the right, this is one, two, three, four, this is left, five, six, seven, eight, this is back, one, two, three, four, this is front touch, five, six, seven, eight, turn and kick, this is one, two, but now you're going to restart your counts, because it ends on a two. It does. Um, and so that's confusing. Uh, Anne-Marie, who, who has influenced my teaching style uh, tremendously, uh, she taught electric slide, um, and she does it in counts of three. Um, or I'm sorry, in counts of four. Um, she does the whole dance in fours. So she'll go right, two, three, four, left, two, three, four, back, two, three, four, uh, touch, uh, step, touch, back, touch, turn, kick. No counts um, because that's confusing. And just when you hear that, you can automatically, no matter where you are in the room, you understand what's happening. Um, the, uh, the whole example of rock, uh, using rock step instead of rock recover um, that's that came from her and uh, like my my teaching style has just it's just changed so much um, I've obviously taken lessons from a bunch of different people um, Tarina Chiata from In Cahoots uh, Carrie Kick from The Ranch uh, Cindy Massingale from Cowboy Country uh, Crystal uh, from Borderline, Candy Sherwin from Borderline. Um, I've taken le uh, lessons from a bunch of different people and I probably have picked up like a little bit of everything from everybody. Um, and so it's, it's definitely helped. Yeah. Magic. Magic. In what way would you say that part of your world and experiences uh, have perhaps fed into your line dance side or vice versa confidence level uh, for all of you who don't understand what Chris is talking about I, I do card magic <laughs> um, I started card magic when line dancing became too expensive that's basically how that happened um, I don't live anywhere near any country bar I've never lived like down the street from a country bar so um, at my when I started going to Justin Cahoots that was a 30 mile trip one way and then a 30 mile trip back um, and I was doing that once a week then it became twice a week then it almost became three times a week um, that gets expensive yes, it and does. you start not you don't realize it until you look at your bank account at some point and you're like wow that's how much I have left because uh, you know not only are you doing that you're also eating afterwards and you're drinking um, and whatnot, and so you're spending way more than you think that you are, um, and it just starts adding up. So I started doing card magic. Um, the thing that magic has done for my life, uh, it gave me a certain amount of, of self-confidence. 
uh, more so than line dancing ever really did. Um, I feel like whenever, even from the start of my line dance career, I was always trying to impress people. Um, and when you give people that power of you, you know, like wanting to do extra so that they can look at you differently, um, you, you give them a lot of power. And there's a certain amount of like, you start to feel sad if they don't respond to you or if you don't, they don't respond to your dancing in a certain way. Like, let's say you just uh, learned Turn Me Loose and you're, you're just super confident that you're, you know, like amazing at it, but it's because you want somebody to look at you differently. Like, oh, like, you know, like you want that girl or something um, or that group of people to respect you more because you know this really hard dance. Um, and let's say when you're doing you know, this dance that you just learned and you're doing it super basic and somebody else next to you is doing pin drops and um, you know, they're doing push-ups and they're doing like all these external things because they've been doing it for years and all of a sudden everybody's attention is on them. Um, that's hard. It's, it's really hard as a person um, when, I mean, just like your own self-confidence, it just drops. Uh, magic gave me more of an individual personality. Um, it helped me with that. And just being like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, I just like that I do this because that's what magic is. Um, you're learning a skill and you're showing it to people um, that would never be able to see magic um, outside of, you know, paying, you know, $90 a ticket at, you know, in Vegas. And you're showing them just because you feel like showing them and you're taking them out of a world that they live in and they, you know, like they, they focus on you and, you know, like they're invested in you and there's just kind of a different way of thinking that I have, uh, that I was able to obtain um, that just helped my, my line dance career. Yeah. You mentioned taking people out of their normal world. What would you say is your relationship with the world of Disney? <laughs> This is just going all over the place. Well, it seems like it's a, it's it's another one of the major components of what makes up Mr. Elliot Moir. And I'm I'm curious uh, because sometimes I think about line dance right. as this whole other world. Like you got you, you walk around, you you do a dance at a farmer's market, and you got the gravel, and you got normal people walking around in their street clothes. But and my grandma would attest to this from okay. like when she used to go line dancing as well. When you go to a line dance venue, yeah. You got the lights, the sound. Back in the day, she said they always they always used to dress up like everyone. All the girls had their rhinestones on, right. their fanciest like alligator skin boots, yeah, yeah. and it's not reality. It's like right. better than yeah. reality. Oh yeah. And and sometimes I I look at uh, you know the world of Disney or for me I grew up with comic books and and all you know, DC and Marvel all the superheroes and I think about that similarity of uh, you know here I I have my nice jeans and my you know brand new collared shirt that I don't right. wear to other places. Yeah. This is like my superhero costume. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, uh, I'm guessing that Disney might have some kind of relationship with with uh, your sense of you know, escapism and uh, and transcendence of the normal. So That's I'm wondering what, what, is. what what is your take on Disney and how does it relate to um, your life? Disney is like dreaming. Uh, dreaming of a world that have you ever heard that that expression um, that we the um, that we dream of the world um, of how it should be 
as opposed to how it is. Mm. Um, that's what Disney is. Um, it's like all of these like story, like like a Cinderella story, um, of like a girl that came from nothing and who was treated awfully as a kid and or as um, a young adult, who eventually just like through random like luck, she leaves her shoe at this this prince's ball and all of a sudden now she's married into royalty and she's like the most popular person in the world um that's what disney is to me it's like this dream of wishing the world were um as we as we hoped it would be as opposed to what it is um i think a lot of the time I mean, especially because of Facebook, like it's easy uh, to get sucked into thinking that everything is just always awful or everything is just like negative and it's easy for, I mean, like when I used to post about like love all the time and being single and um, people would always be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, um, you shouldn't feel like that. You should, um, you shouldn't think like that. You should be happy that you're you know, like an independent individual person and you don't need another person to, um, to love you and, you know, like you should just love yourself. And I get that. But there's always that, like, hope and that dream that things could be better. And Disney always helped me with that. Um, it was always that, like, no matter what your status was and no matter, you know, like how nerdy you thought you were or, you know, like... Um, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. I mean, that's like a great one. Mm -hmm. uh, that, I, I don't know, like, it was just always the dream that everything could be better. And uh, I feel like that's what line dance, I mean, like, if you want to relate it back to line dance clubs, that's what that is. Um, a lot of people go there, a lot of my great dancer friends, um, You'd be surprised how many. They have all really, really rough lives outside of country bars. Um, like, like some of my best dancer friends that are the most positive people at a country bar, you would never think, have the most tragic backstories um, about their life um, and just like what brought them there. But at a country bar, all of a sudden, lives become what we dream them to be as opposed to what they are because you get there and you get to you know you get to show off your all of your knowledge of all of these different dances that you've been dancing for years and that you're amazing at and everybody looks at you like you're this you know like overly amazing happy person and like that's what that is um and i think that's why people go as much as they do to country bars because it is escapism and it is um, the ability to escape from your own world and go into a world where you are the prince and princess like and you're like this popular person and you're like you you have a million friends and you have a YouTube channel that everybody knows you for you know <laughs> um, is there any place in particular that you feel does a really great job of getting you into that immersive zone of uh, you know, 
who cares what's outside the doors? This is where I want to be. Like, l let's assume you you have all your friends with you because I, I know that yeah. what can make a home bar is just you know where are your friends and, right and being being there with them right. But if you were to look at the venues just as they are for decorations or uh, their commitment to a certain ambiance or creating an environment, yeah. Which would be the places that you would choose if you could, if you could live right next door to them? Right. Which would be your home bar or bars? I want to say Cowboy Country. Um, I think I made a post about this a long time ago, about how every bar affects me differently. And um, what I feel when I go to every bar. I don't even know if I should be saying this. <laughs> um, but like, Cowboy Country is definitely the place that's like, it's, it's it, that is like, that is home. Um, and that's what it feels like. Uh, it feels like Thanksgiving dinner at your, your at your parents' house. You know, like um, all of these people who understand like your quirks and your your flaws, and they still love you um, because they always will. Um, the ranch, uh, on the other hand, that's like a concert. It's like going. That's like being like the the main person at a concert. Like, where everybody claps for you and everybody, you know, it's like kind of like that kind of atmosphere. Um, so it's like, it's just kind of different. Um, over there, I kind of feel like a star um, because, like, I can do a dance and because I know, like, some specific dance. Um, cowboy country, I feel like even if I wasn't a star, they would all still love me. Like, even if I, like, messed up a, a, a move, like they would, they would still be like, "Oh, here, we'll help you do that." Um, it's just like a, it's a different atmosphere, and it's kind of weird saying that out loud. That like to think that you know, like different kinds of bars would give you that different kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it, uh, at Cowboy Country yesterday, I I noticed these little lived-in um, features of Cowboy Country, like right by the bar the carpet that, uh -huh. that you walk across that that part of the carpet doesn't look like it's been carpet for years because it's it's been there for however long and yeah. like when we did the big group photo right and i was up up on the stairwell yeah i put my elbow on a layer of dust and <laughs> that's that's what happens at like your actual home yeah you know there are these corners that maybe only you and your friend know about right. it's like they're away from the stage they're away from the dance floor and that's where you can, you know, feel like your your safe pocket. Right. And the ranch, on the other hand, everything's spick and span. Oh yeah. Very tightly controlled. Yeah. Uh, they they give you like almost like the Disneyland experience where there's never trash on the streets. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and that's not a place like you get the sense this is not a place where people live. This yeah. is where people visit. Yeah. Where cowboy country, I mean. That's interesting. If, if you if your house burned down, they'd probably let you sleep there. Like yeah. If, oh yeah. 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 If, if you really had to, it seems yeah. like the kind of place where they would do that. Yeah. Um, let's go to some of the cards here. I got all these cards I never <laughs> get to flip through. Um, <laughs> An hour and a half later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see. Mm. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, here's a real interesting one. We haven't said a thing about the the concept and um, and existence of something known as the circuit. 
Okay. Um, and I have a card here that says, how can okay. dancers, instructors, DJs, and other members of the line dance community best transition from the country bar scene to the circuit or vice versa? And right. we haven't really established what is the circuit? What is your relationship with it? So, circuit line dancing mm-hmm. that we have started calling it. I don't know if it's, it was always called that. Um, but we, somebody came up with, I heard the term somewhere, and that just, just became what that is. Um, country bars in SoCal, at least, uh, because it's not everywhere. Um, a lot of uh, country bars in SoCal, uh, from six to nine, we have like a very set way of doing dances. So between the hours of six and nine, those are all the lessons that are being taught um, for, the, for months. Those are all the new dances, all the new lessons. Um, all the things that you'd only know if you took lessons, basically. That's just what that became. Um, so you have like, you know, like my dance, uh, you have like Can't Stop Us, uh, Move Like You Do, Dance With Me, uh, what's it called, like, Head Over Boots is a new dance that came out, um, If The Boot Fits, uh, and you know, just like all of those like new dances that literally have just come out um, within the past like two months, two, three months, or whatnot. And uh, that's what you will do, will dance from six to nine. As soon as that transitions over from nine to close, uh, those are all standard dances that are played at every single bar. Uh, you have good, you have everything from Outlaw, Good Time, Men in Black to Chill Factor, um, Fake ID, um, and Four on the Floor, and everything in between. Those are that's it. That's all you're doing. Um, and so if you literally go to a club between nine and close, those are the only dances you'll ever do, ever. Um, any any bar down here, yeah. <laughs> like that's just how it works. Circuit dances are dances in the larger world of line dancing. Um, it's everything that you'll see on Copper Knob, um, the top ten um, on Copper Knob. If you ever want to go on to Copper Knob and you look at the top ten, those are circuit dances. Um, just insane things. That do not that do not use sailor steps and coaster steps and rock and walk walk triple step rock recover coaster step like you will not see that you'll see half diamond fallaways and uh, insert Guyton Mundy tut section here <laughs> like um, you'll see insane hand movements and you'll see 128 count dances and you'll see uh, this is a phrase A B C D E F G dance and um, you'll just see like. Dances that you'll start to question if it's even a, you know, like a country line dance anymore, like, because they just use, you know, whatever song that they want to, and they use any kind of movement that they want to. So a lot of routines will look like a jazz lyrical thing. Anything from Rachel McEnany will look like a jazz lyrical uh, piece. Um, Anything from Guyton Mundy will look like this, you know, like, moonwalking float section, you know, like, tut section, you know, like, hip-hop routine. Mm -hmm. Um... And uh, those are all dances in the in the quote unquote circuit world, which is the, I which is what I like to call the bigger line dance world. Um, if country bars are just like the smaller version of that, uh, that's the bigger version. The transition between going from a country bar to uh, uh, the country bar world to the circuit world, it makes sense. Uh, at a certain point, if you keep going between the hours of nine and close, and you're done doing fake ID for the fiftieth time or the 500th time, however many times you've done it, mm-hmm. and that's the hardest thing. That's the world's hardest line dance in, in country bars. Um, then at some point, you just 
you know, your skill level will just keep growing. And at that point, it's stunted. And that's it. Like, there is no harder dance. Um, at which point, you want you either do one of two things. You either stop going to country bars, because now it's boring, um, or you do something else. You start doing, like, two-step or West Coast swing. Um, but if you still want to line dance and you want something harder, then you move into the circuit world. And then dances just go infinitely insane. I've also seen people add flair to like the harder ones because and like, you can totally do that. Because if you yeah. don't know a harder dance, but yeah. you need to do something harder, yeah. then you just make it harder. Oh yeah, you, then you, you just make it harder. Yeah. And you start adding spins, and yeah, mm -hmm. and you can totally do that too. Um, but at a certain point, it's still just it's still just the same good time dance. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can only do so much, and then you can only do so much for so long. Um, I was doing saddle up to the wobble, uh, which is amazing. Saddle up shoddy uh, by which is a guiding dance. Guiding Monday, yeah. Um, and I was doing it as a wobble change. I must have done that dance twice a night when they kept playing it for months, and it was cool. But at a certain point, it just became the wobble again. I mean, like it's still just the wobble, and saddle up is still just saddle up. It's still, you know, like there's only so much you can do, and only for so long. Um, before it still just gets boring again. Then you can do song changes. That's another thing. You can just change the song, and then all of a sudden it becomes like, it feels like a new dance. Yeah, it hits in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, there won't be any feeling, you know, like that you're, you're really learning. You're just doing things that you've already done better. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not, like, learning new things. And if that's, if that's your thing all of a sudden you get introduced to the circuit world and that's, you know, like, that's just a new, like, infinitely large growing, you know, like, thing that just keeps going. Mm -hmm. Like, it's something that you can't even catch up with. Oh, no, I, I tried last year to go to every line dance place in the state. Yeah. Like, you've seen the map. Yep. And I thought, you know what? This is doable. I could learn every dance that's done in all no. these bars and just, like, be up to date up to this point. And then after that, you know, six months later, I'll just go back through and learn whatever new ones came up. No. And then the circuit happened. Yeah. And I was like, well, nope. Yeah. Oh, this is every, just like, just about every continent. Oh, yeah. And, like, no, handfuls of people for each country on those continents. And they're they're all, like, the big names for there. Just like yeah. Southern California has 20-something oh, yeah. you know, people. Well, now we're looking at France and the yeah. Netherlands and, yeah. and the UK. Oh, and yeah. Like, even just in our own country, you've got how many people in Florida with oh, Trevor yeah. and Guyton and, and... Donna, yeah. Rachel, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, at that point, I just had to say, okay, oh, yeah. I'll learn as much as I can just yeah. for my enjoyment. Yeah. But to actually be done no. is impossible. No, you can't. Yeah. Because new songs come out, too. Yeah. And so they'll just... They'll be five... Freaking Can't Stop the Feeling. 20 dances. Yeah. I counted recently 20 yeah. dances. For Can't Stop the Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you know, from Sunshine in My Pocket at 90-something counts yeah. in multiple parts. And then yeah, down to, to the, all the, the ones where, you know, it's super symmetrical. Yep. And yep. You know, if, if it makes it to... Th I, there might even be some 16s. I don't even know. Yeah. But, yeah, a ton of 32s. And, and they just, you know, rock back and forth. Oh, yeah. 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 And and you could learn all of them. But, like, if you if you just want one, then... Just... Yeah. Then just learn the one. Yeah. yeah. John yeah. O's cough cough. Yeah. Because yeah. I love his. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what is what has been your personal relationship with circuit? Like, do you feel like that's where you are are 
uh, leaning yourself or like where you will personally end up or is it more just like a flirtation with I like this dance I will take this one I was always once I started becoming known once people started understanding that I was a teacher that promoted things and you know I I have that kind of influence kind of um, everybody wanted me everybody felt that the next logical step for me was circuit world and I never wanted to do it um, for multiple reasons uh, one that I stated like from the beginning of this interview that I never wanted this to be the end-all be-all of me and once you go into circuit world and you want your loving me as red dance to to be in the circuit world and you know like be like a top 10 on copper knob and you go down that path then that's just a whole other like version of I want to impress people and I want to you know like when you start you know like trying for choreography competitions and you start trying for you know like uh, line dance competitions that they do um, and you want you want to actually build a name for yourself in the circuit world um, by going to circuit events and by learning different dances uh, it just becomes an endless stream of trying <laughs> And um, that's not something that I was really interested in. Uh, I, I, I did enough of that to get to myself to the point of where I am at, at Country Bars. And I'm, I feel like, you know, save for, you know, like actually owning my own bar and teaching at my own bar, that's pretty much the only thing that I have left. And I'm completely fine with that. I love promoting. Um, I love just promoting, like, my friends or, you know, like, Thinking up good 32 count dances, you know, like uh, that are good. Like, uh, like my, like when I said if the boot fits, um, it's a Lear and King dance from the Branding Iron. That's not being done at anywhere other than Branding Iron. And so I'm trying to get that into like country bars that I go to, like the Ranch or Cowboy Country or something. Um, and not being like, let's bring WFH over here, you know, like. <laughs> I work mean, from like home work from home. Anybody, yeah. yeah, work from home. Uh, by what is it, Roy Guyton, Hisabrodo, Guyton, 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 Roy and yeah, Fred Whitehouse. And Fred Whitehouse. Like, I love that dance. If I were to ever learn a circuit dance, it would be that one. But I don't know what I would do with it. Um, I would then have to teach like my friends and then get a club to play it, which seems difficult. Like unless they play it to like and do a song change. Like you have to understand that you know just Southern California bars have a very strict like set list of things that they can play or can't play based on how many people know them and based on you know just the fact that if you want you know a dance that nobody knows it has to be between six and nine and um so then you know it's it's hard um it's really difficult to get a circuit dance into a, into the country bar world um if not impossible and it's just because country bar people aren't trying to learn like you know people that go to country bars to like drink and just have fun they're not trying to look for a 96 count you know like a b c d dance mm -hmm. they're not trying to do that and like the people that are will just join the circuit world anyway mm -hmm. um i just felt that if i jumped into the circuit world i would have like just this endless like want to to do more and for people to view me as something more and it's just infinitely difficult and I'm not saying that I couldn't do it I'm just saying like to become a household name like a Trevor Thornton 
or like a Donna Manning uh, or a Rachel McEnany or a Guyton Mundy would be really difficult like because there are 50 million other you know circuit dancers out there um, that are trying to do the exact same thing um, and it's 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 difficult and I never one I never wanted it to be the end all be all of who I am and what I do I didn't want you know like line dancing to just completely consume my life to where I never did anything else um, and I also like just helping the casual person. I love that interaction that you can have with somebody who doesn't know good time and how you can be on the floor and be like, you know, you can show them and they have like that light in their eyes um, when, they can, when they can do it um, or when they can get the heel jacks in Men in Black, um, which is like a hard move. Um, I feel like once you transition into circuit life, you start to have less of an appreciation for quote-unquote lesser dances mm. you start to look at like four on the floor and fake ideas like oh what is this crap you know like you know um and uh and so you get to a point where you can't even go to country bars because it's just not even fun anymore um and I never wanted it to be that because a lot of my friends aren't circuit dancers and um and I still love hanging out with my friends and I still love loving the dances that they love. Um, I love doing good time every so often or doing Men in Black um, or teaching somebody body rock. You know, like, that's still fun for me. And I still, even though I know the dance and even though I can like flare it up and whatever, I like just the interact, the personal interaction that you can get from just teaching somebody something easy as opposed to the circuit world where everybody knows how to do everything, you know, because that's what that is. Like, nobody's impressed by anything that you do anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Zen concept of beginner's mind. Uh-huh. We're looking at everything with fresh eyes. When, when you have uh, the class like you do, yeah. which I guess isn't even really a beginner's class, as you, as you say, yeah. anymore, uh, then you can remember when Cupid Shuffle was kind of hard. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you, yeah. you think, like, oh, well, anybody should be able to move to the right and the left. But no, people, they oh, still yeah, don't no. know, do I do I put my left foot first and then my right? Yeah. And then is it a touch at the end or is it a step? Right. And now their weight's on their left. They right. just went to the right. Now they're, do they cross <laughs> the right over? It's just too much. Yeah. And that's yeah. just Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. So, yeah, like, a- anything can be a hard dance depending oh, yeah. where you are in your journey. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Let's take another card here. Let's see what else we got here. <clears throat> Oh, this is a fun one. What is, is fun one. what is the worst botch you have ever made in your role within the line dance community? The worst botch? Botch. Whether as a, an instructor, uh, maybe you know, calling out uh, something at stagecoach, or if you were choreographing something and you accidentally left it in, and now everybody learned it that way, and you're like, ah, no, I can't go back. Like, what what is, what is something that you've done, and it just feels like a blunder to you? Like, you'll never live it down. It's I'll just, never live it down. <laughs> that one time you you slipped on Wobble, and you're like, how did I do that to Wobble? I like that I, I know every single time I've ever fallen. Uh, we are tonight, TGIF, um, and two-stepping. <laughs> and one time during two-stepping. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've missed my own restart and shake it off. I've definitely done that. Can't Stop Us is the easiest one to miss a restart on or to go into 
instead of doing walk walk um, healing points going into the sways that's where it would be um, I do that all the time um, I, I don't think I've ever had anything like major that like was like this horrendous mistake um, a subtle thing that bothers me every time I teach headlights um, because I kept doing it at, at Stagecoach uh, was I kept uh, saying I, I, when it I could do the first uh, the first chorus fine um, but I, obviously uh, we were calling out steps and um, when it would get to the second verse where it would be him singing like just normal like quote unquote rapping type words like it was just a little bit faster but like the beat was still the same um, where he would be singing a little bit or he would be singing words faster but like the, there was a constant beat that I couldn't hear and I was trying to like say my words as quick as he was and I had to keep slowing down um, every time I say forward forward back side uh, shoulder roll coaster step um, in that dance uh, I always hear Anne-Marie going slow down like every single time um, it's real for some reason it was really hard to do um, maybe because of the, like the mic um, and being like behind the speakers I hear that that's a thing um I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever really had anything that was, like, unrecoverable. Like, I remember one time at In Cahoots, um, when I made this big deal about everybody doing the restart in American Kids, that I shouted at, I shouted it out. Oh. Um, and I was like, um, hey, everybody, like, the, the restarts, it's going to be after this, like, eight counts, this 16 counts. And I was so focused on everybody missing it that I missed it and I was the only person. Oh. <laughs> um, that was Facebook post worthy. That one was, that one was fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I feel like everything has been, I, there hasn't really been anything that's been unrecoverable. Like, that's been like just so horrendously bad that like I'll always remember it. It's just like these little, little, little things every so often. Yeah. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, what, what are some of the things you've experienced in line dance that you wish everybody could experience the way you did? Like, or another way to think about it would be those moments, hashtag moments, yeah. uh, those moments that if you're playing back like a montage of your life someday, yeah. some things are always going to be there as the, I would never have traded this for any anything, and I hope everybody gets to have this because... Where else can you get it but right. through here? Right. On a grander scale, uh, being at Stagecoach and teaching my own dance was insane. Uh, just even being on Stagecoach for the, uh, at Stagecoach for the very first time um, and being on stage was crazy. Even during like their you know quote unquote freestyle sets where we would just do line dances and you're on this stage where like people are like looking up to you literally looking up to you and looking up to you um, like you're this amazing dancer and because of my whole self-confidence issue like that I've explained to you before um, about always wanting more from people whenever I go to country bars and never really getting that or not, not getting that um, sometimes like every so often people would come up to me and be like oh hey you know like, you dance really amazingly um, but there were obviously nights where nobody would, and I would just leave a club, and you know, like nobody would compliment me. 
being on stagecoach for that very or and and dancing dances and having everybody be like oh my god you're so amazing was was one of the greatest feelings um choreographing a dance and having it be taught at a bar uh was insane for the very first time uh being at a bar and having uh carrie teach my loving me is red dance and being like hey so that guy in the audience, his name is Elliot, he came up with this dance that we're about to do. And then watching everybody do it was insane. Um, the moment when a dance that you choreographed, uh, when somebody adds something to it that becomes like a cult thing. Um, Cowboy Country is known for that, just adding things that just everybody starts doing. Uh, the Som 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 thing in uh, Loving Me is Red when you're going instead of when you're doing lock steps going back uh, just at the one point in the song uh, is is a big thing um, they do some of that dance with me as well though. yeah bah, 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 yeah 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 bah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's just something that as a choreographer you never you never look for or you never think of you're just choreographing a dance like you're not thinking of like what are people going to add here? What are people going to add here? You know, like do something here. Or like Danielle um, with Can't Stop Us. That yeah. was oh, yeah. art. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would you like to explain what that was for anybody who hasn't seen that video? Uh, my friend Danielle Antti, uh, she has a very unique style. And when I was coming up with Can't Stop Us and I was doing the heel and points and just the sailor steps, and just like literally every move in there, I couldn't help but think that you know, like these are all her moves that she would just really, really like excel at. Um, just watching her dance other dances, um, and I'm just like, oh, this is totally like something that she would do like really well. And so she moved, uh, and uh, I told her, I showed her the dance, and I was like, so I was totally thinking about you as I was creating this dance. You totally have to film yourself dancing this. If I can't see you like in person. And so she filmed herself uh, doing it at like a gym. And I want to say that it's at 2,000 views with like 15 shares, like 58 likes, something insane. Um, and like I was nonstop watching that all the time. Her flair that she added. Um, and it's not just doing spins, at some points, it's the lack of doing spins, uh, where instead of doing the sways, she's just doing point outs. Um, point out and point in like good time points um, and doing that instead of the sways like something simple as simple as that um, how light she looks on her feet like when she's doing her spins um, it was just yeah it was just amazing to watch and just as a choreographer of that dance I felt like when I grow up and I learn my dance I I wish that I did I would do it as good as her like um, yeah what would be an ideal number of dancers and size of floor for you when you're doing your favorite dances? Like, you have Stagecoach, which was enormous. Right. And then you have Cowboy Country, which can get a little squishy. Right. And then you have The Ranch, which is, you know, bigger. Yeah. Um, but, like, that can even get tight if there are a lot of people on the floor. Right. So what would you say would be an ideal size slash ratio for you when you really want to express yourself on your, your favorite dances? Stampede has always been my favorite dance floor. Mm. Um, anywhere. Mm -hmm. I've been to a whole lot of different bars. Been to Incoots, Cowboy Country, Branding Iron, uh, The Ranch, Borderline, uh, Revolver, Stoney's. Uh, Stoney's in 
Vegas, Vegas right. the one that rock changed. Rock and country. Yeah. yeah. Um, As opposed to rock and rodeo. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the Yost, the Derby, um, just a bunch of different places. Uh, Stampede will always be my favorite floor. Uh, and it's because you can have so many line dancers in the center of that floor, and then you can have two-stepping on the outside of the floor, and even the outside of the floor is super huge. So you can do like, uh, you can still do everything that you would want to do in two-stepping on the outside of the floor, while it, on the inside you can do everything you wanted to do in line dancing. Um, at some point, some dances are so popular that they, uh, line dances are so popular that they'll use both. Then if that's not enough, there's a secondary floor and the third floor. <laughs> like, I mean, the, that that place is insane. Like the um, amount of space and the amount of control that they have for what for what you can do is amazing. Um, and you literally, you'll never like when you're there, you'll never say, "Oh my god, it's so crowded." Yeah. Um, there are other places that like Montana's is another good one too. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, even during wobble, like even if the front floor becomes or the the bottom floor becomes packed. They have the upper four, and so like any any dance place with like secondary good floors is good. Uh, Cowboy Country second floor is really awkward. Like the the upstairs one, it's like really sticky. It's it's real bad, um, and it's very like don't bother me. Like like you're up there because you're learning something, not because you're trying to show off or something. Um, and then the front floor, every so often they have the mechanical bowl. And then they have people going up and down the, you know, like the stairs to go get food or to go play bowl. Um, so it's really just the only, like the front floor. Any, so like any club where you can do alternate dances or that, you know, like there's room to do something else. That's all I ever really need to be able to do anything that I would ever want to do. Because you can use that floor... If, even if you're not doing an alternate dance, you can just do the same dance, mm -hmm. and then just you know you have that extra space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even that lower floor uh, at Cowboy Country is a little awkward because the diagonal yeah, where it yeah. cuts off. Yeah. Like, you feel like you're gonna like, fall off the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, it, if everybody like moves off to the left, and you think, oh wow, there's all that space. I'll, I'll jump up yeah. in that big open area, and then it moves back to the right. You're like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're in the tables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, here's a. Uh, hmm. This may end up relating to magic somehow as well. Okay. Uh, when do you find yourself losing track of time, including in activities beyond dance? Because it, it can be very easy to have you know, the hours go by. Yesterday, oh, Cowboy yeah. Country, my friend Kevin and I were oh, there. Wow. Oh, I think we arrived at 5 o'clock. It wasn't open yet. Oh, we wow. got, and then we, we came back at 6, and we were there until they closed at 1.45. Yeah. And it... I mean, Hours were going by. Like I was saying, didn't they just do "God Bless Texas" because the band played "God Bless Texas"? Yeah, right. the DJs. Like, oh, that was three hours. Ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I looked at the timestamps oh, yeah. on there. That was three hours, oh, and yeah. I didn't even notice. Oh yeah. So where, where, in addition to dance, do you find yourself having those experiences of total immersion, forgetting about everything else? I've done Disneyland days like that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where. I mean, even, like, my job at Islands, it, like, work days can go by super fast sometimes, like, because it'll just get super busy. Um, magic can be like that, too, uh, if I if I find the right, like, person to do magic for, um, where, to where I'm just doing, like, trick after trick after trick. Um, 
and then you know like in you know like having a conversation with them and then you know like sliding in some other magic trick and then having a conversation with them um, so that can be like that too uh, a lot of the times whenever because I do video blogs too mm -hmm. um, those can go by super quick like you don't know you don't even understand like just how talking can go by like you're trying to do like a quick you know like you know a thank you video mm -hmm. like I, I just did a thank you video for um, my birthday week that just ended um, and I wanted that to be like a five minute video it ended up being like ten minutes mm -hmm. um, because just trying to quickly talk about something you can't quickly talk about something for some reason um, you have to explain things and like you know um, just doing this mm -hmm. I can only imagine what time it is right <laughs> right now yeah it's like dark out now it's yeah we like this, we yeah the sun was pretty pretty, high pretty bright yeah. yeah all right uh, here is one that relates directly back to line dance uh, now you mentioned you mentioned sort of like the mental trick that you can do with electric slide right uh, that's a way to really quickly get that um, saving a couple syllables with saying step instead of uh, recover yeah. what methods should people use when they don't have you know somebody around to help them to more quickly and accurately pick up line dances on the spot over the course of one song are there any little shortcuts or or mental strategies that you've had to use so that maybe halfway three quarters through you're ready to jump out oh, definitely. yeah um, so the first thing you have to know is where the dance starts and stops that's like the most important thing. Um, you have to understand how eight counts work. Uh, being able to count a dance is like one of the most important things because then you can separate things in your head. You can separate uh, different sections. Uh, so, and you have to do that. You have to know where it starts and stops so that you don't keep looking at it as it just keeps going for three minutes, <laughs> um, which is what a lot of people who don't know anything about dance, that's what they'll do. But you be like, how are you doing this, this super complicated dance? And you're just like, no, it's just a 32 count. It's four counts of eight. That, that's just being repeated. Um, I mean, obviously, restarts and tags will obviously trip you up. But assuming that it's just a normal 32 count dance, um, like Men in Black, uh, understanding like where there are like specific moments that are big, uh, like when it goes into cross and heels at the beginning of the dance. There's three of them. Um, so you do cross and heel, and then cross and heel, and cross and heel, um, and then you half turn, and then um, the next the next thing you're doing is like uh, the kickball changes into the turn, um, and then the big moment in that is the double clap. Um, being able to relate things, uh, relate moves to other dances, is important. Um, when you're doing a triple step, uh, triple step walk walk walk, you're doing that in body rock, um, and so you're like, oh, this is that section. Um, and then doing back touches, you're like, oh, this is the God bless Texas section, you know? <laughs> like, um, at, so at that point, you've now um, learned to dance by already knowing half of the dance mm -hmm. from other dances. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, like, learning dances will just help you in other dances until it becomes hard and you start doing the other dances. Um, but just knowing where it starts and stops is probably the most important and knowing how to do eight counts. Uh, I remember one of my first uh, in one of my first videos uh, whenever I did Men in Black for my or my Future Sex Love channel uh, channel uh, I didn't understand eight counts I never I didn't teach in eight counts and uh, so there was the point where it did the double clap 
and I didn't I was just like oh yeah you'll just kind of feel it in the music that was my explanation for when you do the double pop because that's what it was I they played the same song and so it was just like oh it's right here and um, you know and that's that's what I was doing and so when it when I started learning eight counts and I understood that that was on an and eight it was just magic to me I was like oh my god is it always here <laughs> Now this isn't on any of the cards, but uh, it, I'm guessing you've taught a lot of beginners at this point. Yeah. Like from from absolute fundamentals. Knowing nothing. Yeah. And they've had to build upon that. Are there sequences or or sets of dances that you sort of prescribe to people as start with this one and then move on to this one? Oh yeah. And then those two combined give you this one. Like, uh, is there a path that you set people on with specific dances? I always tell people. Um, I call it the Power Five. Uh, I was thinking five too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always had this term because it's the the five dances that they'll always play everywhere, um, and I would never say you know like the ones that you're probably already thinking power jam, electric slide, wobble. I would never say any of those because those you'll just look at and you'll just get. You'll just see them and you'll you'll get it. Um, dances that you'll only have known if you go to country bars. Um, my power five are Outlaw, Good Time, God Bless Texas, Watermelon Crawl, and Men in Black. Uh, those are the dances that they will literally play every single night at every country bar in SoCal. That in NorCal, I'll vouch for oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That you'll ever go to. And so if you know all five of those, you'll be able to do those every single night. Um, they are the bottom, like the easiest dances that are still like good dances like it's not like electric side or the wobble or something like they're they're the easiest basic level dances that um will teach you eight counts and they'll teach you um wall changes um while still being still easy um beyond that it really just becomes the you know like dances that you like because of songs or dances that you like because of a move um I wouldn't necessarily recommend anything else or a path beyond that because it really just has to come from the person. Um, I could say learn four on the floor, but if they don't like the moves or if they don't know how to, um, or if they don't like something about it, like then they just won't want to learn it. Um, fake ID, I never learned till last year. I want to say earlier this year. I remember, yeah, you had yeah. a video about how you would never learn and fake ID. that I would ID. never learn fake ID. And then, and then I learned it. And then I learned it. And then I learned fake ID. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I made an entire video uh, explaining why I would never learn fake ID. Um, and it was because, it was for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them was, I didn't want to know everything. Because then I felt that I would then have to know everything. Um, that I was just expected to know everything. Um, and I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be the person that was like, oh, you obviously know this. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I'll learn it right now. You know, like, and have to know it or something because I have to be that guy. Even if you don't like the dance, yeah. Like, Even if I didn't, especially if I didn't, like, yeah, yeah, um, because that's how people view, would view me or something. I, I fake ID gave me the excuse that no, I don't know every dance. I don't know this dance. Um, I didn't want to know it because I wanted somebody to teach me something instead of me always teaching other all of my friends. Um, I didn't want to know it because I felt that it was the ver a very mainstream dance. Me being the hipster that I am. Um, I felt that people knew two dances when they go to country bars. They knew the wobble and they knew fake ID. And I don't know why. 
um, it's like the hardest thing. It's like 48 counts, three restarts in different places, or at least the one that we do. And um, and everybody and and like they everybody just kind of thinks that they know it. And so they'll just be on the floor and they'll try to teach their friends. So they barely know it, and then they try to teach their friends who don't know anything. And it was all because it was in a movie. Right. <laughs> and you go to stagecoach, and there's like five or six different oh, yeah. versions yeah. all over the floor. Yeah. Very similar, but no standardization. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, I never learned it, and I never tried to learn it. It wasn't that I couldn't, um, because I knew much harder dances. Um, but because of that mental block, I never wanted to learn it. So like. Beyond knowing those five dances as a starting point of, you know, like somebody new coming into line dancing, uh, it really just has to come from them. It's like, oh, I like this dance because of this song. I want to learn body rock because they're doing it to uptown funk. Or I want to learn uh, turn me loose because it has all these spins that I can do because I'm a ballet dancer, you know, or I'm a jazz dancer. Um, and like, that's how you'll start learning and loving dances. Um, there are dances that you won't like, and then they'll song change, and then you'll like it. Um, and that happened for Mbop, when they were doing it to like PYT for like ever, and I just never cared for that dance. Then they song changed to Timber, and everybody wanted to learn that dance. It became like the it dance. Um, I remember when Redneck Angel wasn't a mainstream dance. It was just a dance that they did in the like six to nine period of country bars. And then all of a sudden, uh, they song changed it uh, to talk dirty to me and then everybody started doing it huh. that's interesting like I, I knew that they they do it in a lot of places down here to merry-go-round yeah. because uh, I, I guess it fits the tempo that there actually is a dance to merry-go-round uh, by by the band who recorded oh, it oh weird yeah okay. it's like it's in the video yeah but for some reason that really that that became the song for it down here up up in northern california we do uh, something bad oh uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah like you so uh, for those people taking notes, what were those five again? Outlaw, uh, Men in Black, God Bless Texas, uh, Good Time, and uh, Watermelon Crawl. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I remember when I first went to Kodiak Jacks way back in the day, like among those first few handful uh, of dances that, that I learned, there yeah. was God Bless Texas, Good Time, I think there's Copper, our version of Copperhead. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, Good Time, God Bless Texas, Watermelon Crawl. Actually, that might have been... Oh, no, Fat Sally was another one. But, uh, Fat Sally? Fat, Fat Sally Lee. I don't know if they do that down here. No. It's, it's never even heard one. of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Outlaw, of course, is, is done. When, when we were learned it up there, the dance team did all, like, the butt shakes. So they don't do, like, the stomp, swivel, swivel the way it is oh, in the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they just kind of did their, their, their butt shakes. shakes, yeah. 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 Uh, so taking five down to three, what are the top three character traits that an effective instructor must possess. Uh, examples might include compassion, patience, persistence. What, from what you've seen, um, what top three traits make the best instructors as effective as they are? Relatability. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, being able to understand where dancers were coming from. Hmm. Um, because I was, uh, because I started as just a dancer and going from the bottom uh, to the top <laughs> that's a Drake uh, is that a Drake song? Oh, started, started from, from the bottom, bottom now, now over here, now so, over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but like you know literally going from nothing um, and you know like struggling to just go through steps 
while somebody's trying to teach you, um, not knowing what a coaster step is and not knowing what a grapevine is and not knowing what a triple step is. Um, being able to relate to your audience is super important. Um, if like, is your audience like, you know, like beginners or if they're like advanced? Like if you if they're beginners, you can't just be like, oh, this is, you know, like turn right, turn left, coaster step, half turn, triple step. You know, like you can't do that. You have to like slow it down and then understand that they're not going to get it like that quick. But then at the same time, if you have like an advanced crowd. You can't be like, this is a triple step. You're gonna go right and then together with your left and then go right. You know, like, um, and you know, like finding the balance to where that is. Um, patience is obviously a big one. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends have tried to do, have tried to start line dance classes and they have zero patience. Um, and, uh, what's called they like they have uh they're just like you know like oh i'm just gonna teach redneck angel it'll be fine it's 16 counts i was like redneck angel is the hardest dance to teach like you don't understand um redneck angel is a 16 count dance and it is the hardest thing in the world a rockin cross what is that (laughs) you're rocking with your right and then recovering what is recovering Mm -hmm. on your left and then crossing in front with your right. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna move to your right, but at, then you're gonna move to your left. And your next step is you're doing it on the opposite foot. So you're you're rocking with your left, but then you're gonna move to your right. Now you're gonna quarter turn and then kick and then do a coaster step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, depending on what you where you wanna go with the next thing, you can either do lock steps, but that's probably too difficult. So you just turn them into triples. Um, and then you're gonna turn over your left shoulder, but you're gonna do a turn and step. Um, so you're gonna step with your right, but then step on your left and then step forward with your right. Then you're gonna turn the opposite direction. This is a 16 count dance. It sounds like the most complicated thing. And then um, with all those ands, like what is and? Yeah, what, what's an and yeah. count? What's, where's, my, where's my weight go for that? Like, yeah. Do I, do I switch on every number or is it, do I switch on the and? What does weight mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of people try to teach this and thinking that it's the easiest dance, and it's not. Um, and so, understanding how difficult a dance has the ability to be and being patient with specific points, that it's not just going to be easy. Um, the most, the easiest example is the My Maria turn, or I call it the My Maria turn. Um, it's after you do the claps and you go, you step out with your right, behind with your left, triple step with your right as you quarter turn. Um, and it's the half turn triple back on your left, um, but you still have your left behind. Uh, that half turn triple back um, is is crazy, and it's in every dance. Um, so at a certain point, you just think that it's easy um, because you've done it for my Maria asking questions, two shots in a song, um, just like in uh, you know lay low. You've just done it for all these infinite dances, but then you teach a beginner that, and it's the most confusing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they didn't have to do that in Cupid Shuffle. Like, where's yeah. this coming from? Yeah, yeah. Um, so patience is, is a big one. Uh, control. Mm. Uh, I learned that with Anne-Marie. Um, being able to control your group, the group that you're teaching, so that they don't uh, go off track. I went to, uh, I went to an event with her uh, where it was just like this golf country bar, country club, and they had a country night. 
and uh, they just wanted to learn some dances. Obviously, they were drinking. They were just there to have fun. They weren't trying to become line dance superstars. Uh, but I was losing control of, like, when I was teaching. And I was, uh, you know, like, people were just making anecdotes and being like, what's a grapevine? You know, like, and I was like, oh, um, here, let me teach you what a grapevine is. And then at that point, when everybody else knew what a grapevine was, I was losing them. They started going into their own conversation. Um, and then when I tried to bring them back, I had to be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing this dance now. Um, being able to control that and being able to understand that not everybody is going to get everything. Uh, being able to let go is important as an instructor. That, you know, like you can't stop for everybody. And it's at a certain point, um, the bigger the crowd, that, I mean, like, obviously the bigger the crowd, like you're, you know, stagecoach not everybody is going to understand perfectly confused um and so at a certain point you can't just be like you know like oh do you guys have questions and they're like what's the beginning and you're like i, I, <laughs> I i'm sorry <laughs> watch the video afterwards watch yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, i was listening to a podcast recently i forget what the analogy was exactly it might have been something like training a dog or something like that but um whatever it was it was being compared to holding a bird where if you hold it too tight, you'll kill it. But if you hold it too loosely, oh, it was conducting an orchestra. Okay. And like you can micromanage every small movement yeah. and tell everybody how to do exactly every little thing, but then you're gonna kill it. Yeah. And if you hold it too loosely, it'll fly away. Right. And you'll lose control. People, the tubas, right. and like, they're not gonna be doing it together anymore. Yeah. The point is to do it together. Yeah. And. If they're all doing, you know, all their flair like prematurely, that's why you got to tell the advanced dancers, yeah. like, "Hey, we're just going to do this once as a demo. At, yep. you know, now that we've finished, we're going to do it the way that it was choreographed, vanilla. Yeah. Later on, do, you know, do whatever you got to do. Go right. nuts. But like right now, we're just going to be like one massive moving unit. Yeah. And like finding that sweet spot in yeah. between, letting it fly away and right. crushing it completely. Like, that's it, really it. Yeah. yeah. I can see why control would be one of those three. Yeah. yeah. I haven't thought about that. Oh, what have you changed your mind about over time? An example might be line dance for this. This would be for me. Okay. Uh, line dancing. Oh, my grandma, I think, agrees. Line dancing must or should be done to country music. You start out thinking that way, right? And you hear you know, at the country bar, well, everything right now, going back, let's say, a couple of years, yeah. You know, um, everything's being done to country. So I guess that's just what line dancing is. It's right. Line, it's dancing to country music. Right. And then you change your mind as, as you know, life experiences happen. What have you changed your mind about in line dance over time? I always wanted it to. Uh, I always wanted to dance to other things. Um, at a certain point in my in my line dance career, when like when we were talking about circuit life and how line dancing uh, the same thing can be boring, um, I started wanting to practice on my own, and I started song changing. Um, I lived in a world in a in cahoots ranch world where nobody wanted to song change anything uh, that was like a big thing and it was just like at a certain point like nobody wanted I was suggesting things that I de that I'd done at home um, to like current songs that I was doing them to and they were like we can't play that because it's not country and um, it wasn't until I got hooked up with the derby um, the Derby people in Mission Viejo, um, um, who are now Dana Point and Big Shots, uh, that whole group. Um, they were called the Gone Country Family. Um, 
they that's all they did at the Derby. Uh, they had an entire night that was dedicated to doing just different songs that were non-country. Um, and it wasn't until then that I really started realizing that, you know, like just dances are just drastically different um, if you do them to other things. Um, because the only thing that they were song changing really were Men in Black and the Walk. Um, and that, you know, for whatever reason, that was their reasoning for being like, oh, we do that. It's just that we do it to these songs. Um, but it revitalized so many dances that you would never want to do again. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Downtown. Downtown? Uh, Maggie Gallagher, I believe. I don't think we've ever done that in Northern California. Oh, really? That I can think of. Um, it starts with a K-step. You can look it up when you go home. Hmm. Um, it starts with a K-step. Um, it's super slow, obviously, because of downtown. Um, it's, you know the, the song? Julia Clark, uh, downtown. No, 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 no. Different downtown? Um, I want to say Little Big Town, but oh, I don't Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I take me downtown. Lady Antebellum? Is, is it Lady Antebellum? I would believe you if you said it with confidence. I have no idea myself. You okay. Could, you could definitely fake it to me. Yeah. <laughs> let's, um, let's say it's that. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm talking you know about. Oh, yeah. I absolutely okay. know yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, there's a dance to that. And um, the song is super slow. And so the dance is super slow. And at some point... I was at Montana's and they were just doing freestyle songs and we did it to thrift shop oh, wow. and I call it <laughs> hip hop downtown um, and you do the same exact dance no tags no restarts and it changes the dance completely it's crazy um, it just changes the dance to being like this slow like step touchy kind of dance to like this hip hop you know like jumping kind of deal um, it just changes the dance completely that's like the most drastic kind of change um, God bless Texas to Shots by LMFAO. Hilarious. I would do I would do God bless Texas every single time if they played it to that at bars. Um, oh my goodness! Even the claps match up because like you think. If you just syncopate the claps, then it works. Yep. Oh wow! That's, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, other changes. Uh, yeah, other things you've changed your mind about, uh, like just beliefs that you've had that you know you've, like oh, what would be another example? Um, I I used to think it was okay to just teach how oh this is how we do it here like here's right. the way it used to be done uh, and then this is the way that we do it now like I, I've never looked at a step sheet before so let's let's just do it the way that that guy taught me okay and then, then you'll fit right in with everyone else that's why we do God bless Texas right. wrong in Sonoma County the way that because we everybody do it. goes back yep. all four steps yep. and originally you go forward first and, yes yeah I used to think that was okay. I now am more of a, a stickler for the step sheet okay. as learn it this way, and if you want to change it, know that that's a variation. Right. Like, you can you can make the choice if you know that it is a choice. Right. If you never learn the original, then it's yeah, not yeah. a choice, it's just wrong. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's, that's just wrong. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, creating my line dance channel... Uh, from the beginning, not knowing any dances, not knowing what step sheets were, that is how I did it. Um, and I was teaching them with, I always made disclaimers. I think I made like four disclaimer videos over the course of my channel. Of I'm not a teacher, just a guy that goes to country bars and I learn dances and 
if you go to a bar here, this is how everybody does it. Like, this is just what it will look like. I could teach you scuff, hitch, or what is it? Um, outlaw. Oh, uh, yeah, like step, swivel, 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 scuff, swivel, scuff, step, step swivel, swivel, swivel. Right. I could teach you scuff, step, swivel, swivel. Um, but if you go to a bar and you see nobody do that, you're going to think that I taught you wrong. Right. And, yeah. you know, like, that's that was my, that's how I came at it. It had nothing against the choreographers. It had nothing against anybody. Um, it was just the matter of, like, the reason why I was doing that was because if you went, like, I wasn't teaching advanced dancers. I wasn't teaching people who would know what a step sheet was. Right. I was teaching people who didn't care, who just wanted to hang out and dance with their friends, who knew nothing about dances, who just wanted to get a, a drink, no outlaw, and then go back and get another drink. Like, that's who I, that was my target audience. Um, advanced dancers, I felt, would go on Copper Knob, they would go on uh, Kick It, and they would look up a step sheet, and they'd understand, like, specific counts. I just wanted to get people to a club, and to be there, and to be able to have fun. When my channel became more and more popular, I did have to start doing step sheet things, which made me, it was really annoying, because I was teaching things that nobody does. And, um... Sound um, effects. Okay, yeah. Um, I was having to acknowledge things that nobody even understood that it even existed, or what is this? Um, and I was literally only doing it because my channel was becoming popular. Um, I was becoming a name. I was becoming, like... Like, once you pass, you know, 200 subscribers, and you go into the realm of 750 you have to start doing things kind of professionally. Mm. Um, and so I, I acknowledge like the step sheet version of things, but it still always felt weird. Um, that's why I like only teaching like new things that I'm learning as lessons. And so I know like everything um, or like specifics on everything. And um, it's easy, it's much easier uh, because new things, people don't change really. Yeah, they haven't had time to mutate. Yeah. That's funny, like, for me it was, like, the, the reason that I changed towards step sheets was because I, I originally, I was kind of the same way where I just teach how they do it at Mavericks, because that's the right. only place they're ever going to go. It's yeah. Sonoma County, where else is there? Right. And then Mavericks closed, um, and I had to start looking at these other places, like Davis Graduate. Yeah. And then I started seeing, oh my goodness, they're, they're doing these dances so differently. Yeah. And... I, I always assumed that we were doing ours the right way, and then when I saw there there are universal ways of doing it, and there are things like the circuit. Yeah. And I I started thinking before it was like yeah I don't want to teach them wrong for Mavericks. Right. Because they'll look like the weird kid while everyone else is doing it this weird way. Yeah. But now I'm at the point where if people say well just like I, I was there's a there's a potential dance position that I would you know, be teaching for at a place, and I'm so. Um, worried that they might ask me, just teach it the way we do it here, because then I'll say, no, no, no. Then they'll say, Chris taught me wrong. I went, 
I went to this other place yeah. that isn't my home bar. Yeah. I, I tried to go to a road trip through Southern California, or I, I, I went and did Dizzy with you know the choreographer off in some right. other state, yeah. and I did her dance yeah. wrong. Yeah. Because I, I never before considered anyone would ever go into this bigger world of dance, and right. now that I know people actually do that, yeah. I don't want to prepare them improperly. Yeah. And that was just, yeah, like, Back back in home bar land, it was it was never something I would have considered. Right, and it's become so easy now to travel huge distances and with with you know YouTube videos yeah. to learn something from far away. Uh-huh. Um, that that is definitely one of the things that not that anybody asked me, but uh, you know what's something I changed my <laughs> mind about. Uh, that that would be one of those as well. Yeah. And speaking of uh, you know habits that may have changed, what are some bad habits that you've picked up in your role, whatever your role you consider it to be? that others should avoid. Like maybe you haven't totally cleaned up this aspect um, because it makes it easier for you. Um, what are some that you've picked up that you, you would hope others not adopt? Because it'll be easier for them if they just never learn those in the first place. Right. For me, having having and actually my spreadsheet, I have like the spreadsheet of all those answers. Yeah. Uh, at the time that I made that, I thought step, uh, step sheets were irrelevant. Nobody really uses them. Who cares about step sheets? <laughs> I'll just do video lessons for every single dance, right? And just pick the quote best one, whichever one I think is most helpful. Yeah. That that is something that I, you know, coming up in in learning dances, uh-huh. just assumed was the best way was by video lessons because that's how I really learn is by yeah. looking. And then I found out step sheets make it beyond a shadow of a doubt clear, this is how this is done. Right. It's not like, oh, let me find the version of the video out of 16 that do it this way. Let me find number 17 that does it my way that right. I know. Yeah. And then I'll self-select that to be the one I tell everybody they should learn. Right. That That is a habit you know, that I, I should probably update on the spreadsheet, actually. <laughs> Um, because yeah, like starting from that base of this is how the original, this is like the seed, anything else you see is a flower. Right. And so many flowers on that bush, on that rose bush are going to look different. Yeah. But originally they all came from that one seed. One thing. Um, so that would be one habit that I would recommend to other people that they not pick up from me. It's just learning from the, some some random person's video. Uh, learn, take a look at the step sheet. Go to the go to the Coppernom page for it. Yeah. And then know that there are many videos that all come from this step sheet. The same sheet. thing. Yeah, different yeah. variations on that. Some say tutorial, some say demo. Yeah. But look at the step sheet first. Even if you don't understand it, uh, just know that like that's the source. Right. The, and that would be that would be one of the things. Oh, another habit I guess would be there are things that you will want to shortcut. Body rolls. Sometimes I'll just like, ah, do I really want to do this? Yeah. One? I'll just throw a body roll in. You know, who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? Yeah, exactly. And then somebody else sees me, and they're like, "Oh, well, I guess a body roll because that's what he's doing." Yeah. Uh, one of the things I learned actually from uh, Elijah, one of the dancers uh-huh. down here, yeah. is do the first two walls vanilla. Like you owe that to everyone around you. Do the first two walls at least vanilla, yeah. Yeah. and then people will see that. They'll say that's how I'm supposed to do it, and anything else after that, go nuts. It's your your time to be out on the town. Right. Have fun with it, but just. Make that a habit. Like, do the first two walls in a way people can follow. Yeah. And don't just lose them on a dance. What's really funny about that is I do that as, like, this weird inside joke to myself. Um, I was disqualified 
for the ranch competition second year uh, when I uh, tried for it. Uh, first year that I ever went to the ranch, um, and the, ver the second time that I ever went to the ranch, I, I took second place. The very next year, they decided to add rules, um, and one of those rules was do the first two walls basic. I was trying to uh, explain to my friend how to use my camera, so I definitely didn't hear that. So for the first three songs, I was just going crazy, like out the gate. Um, they they let me go through to the next round, um, and I even made next to finals, but couldn't be in top eight because they were like, "Wait, if if anybody ever remembers that this kid did this, he would that like there would just be controversy." So I never made top eight. Now, I find myself constantly doing the first two walls basic as a weird inside joke to myself um, that, you know, I, that I just have to do that. Um, because I learn things step sheet now, um, because I, I, I mostly learn them off of lessons, I'm better at my videos because they're just easier to do because this is, this is the way that you're doing it. Um, I don't know. Like, just you were saying, like, different quirks? Uh, Original question? Different. Uh, what, what habits have you picked up that you hope other people will not? Uh, because maybe it's made things easier for you, but in the long run, it's kind of like when I first started band, uh -huh. I learned each note was do, re, mi, da, da, da. Right. Then you get older and you find out that there are letters for each of these. Like this, you're playing a C, you're playing a D. Uh, okay. It took me probably until... To transition back? Yeah, like I learned for a full year, fourth grade, do, re, mi. In fifth grade, they started to teach us the letters, but yeah. my mind, I was still cheating. I would translate right. it back That's because funny. that was easier for me. Yeah. But we never, nobody else ever went back to do, re, mi. I was the only one secretly doing it. And it made it harder for me going all the way to eighth grade, right? You know, having to force myself to do it the normal way, the way that it's done in the whole world of right. music. So if I had never learned that bad habit, then I, I could have had a, a much smoother time. While everybody else was you know, doing things the easy way, I right. had to add an extra step that I wish I could have removed. Yeah. Um, I want to say on the floor learning, while it's a thing. Um, and it's definitely a way to learn dances. It's only gonna show you whoever you're learning it from, and it's their own version of the dance. And depending on who you're learning from, it could be a completely wrong version of the dance. Um, you could be like, you could just pick up a habit that you just watch a friend do, and like that's just what it is now. And it might work, like you might be on counts, um, but you'll definitely do something differently than what it's supposed to be. And that's hard to transition back if you even care to transition back. Um, I don't know, like, I think that's, I, because I've definitely done that in some dances and I can't like transition back to something else. Um, I don't know, yeah. Controversial question? Yes. Just popped, kind of popped into my head. It's okay. something I've thought about. And you, I mean, this is totally up to you to answer or not. Okay. And nothing against any of the choreographers. Right. Maybe we don't even know who, who did any of these dances okay. to begin with. 
if there are any dances that you wish would just go extinct, like if you if you could just make them not the dances that are done, yes, and just replace those, like let's say at that point in the night when they're about to put this on, you say, like, ah, well, what if we did this other dance instead? And then week after week goes by, they never play that dance again. <laughs> are, are there any that just you wish weren't part of the, the line dance world anymore? Like they had their time, and now if only they would go away. You know what's funny is, um, okay, so, and that that is a controversial question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a respect for a lot of easy dances. I mean, like all the dances that I said are, you know, my five basic dances. Um, those are all fine. Like they exist because they have to exist. Everything can't be just a hard dance. Right. Um, there was a time when, you know, like my class was just learning nothing but hard dances. And it was annoying because I'd have to teach everything all the time. Um, and there was no break because everything was just hard. Uh, at, at which point I started learning easy dances just so I could have a break. I, I learned Strip It Down, Down, Down by um, Brenda. Another and, 16 count. Yep. Um, and they love it. I learned We Went uh, by Christina Kovach. Um, and I was just inserting those just so that I could have a break. So that I didn't have to teach, like, move like you do again. And, you know, like, Jono's just be, like, dancing again. And um, high class again. Because nobody could get, like, the body roll and, like, the, you know, like, just different moves in there. Or, like, um, there aren't, so, like... I feel like it would be easy to pick any of those and just be like, oh, I wish Good Time didn't exist anymore. But I, I, I don't even feel like that about those. Honey, I'm Good uh, bothers me. And it bothers me because as soon as I heard that song, um, with respect to Donna, um, I was like, this is the perfect song change for Booze Cruise. And it, like, I was, like, the, the heel and heel and heel right. up down. Yeah. Um, it works with Booze Cruise. And that was the first move that I wanted to do as soon as I heard, I'm, I'm sorry, with um, Honey, I'm Good. Mm-hmm. Um, the movement, that move in Booze Cruise is, is great with the song Honey, I'm Good. She even has that move in Honey, I'm Good. Um, like, I just never, like, I love Booze Cruise the dance. I don't like how it goes to the song. So when Honey, I'm Good came out, I was like, this is perfect. But then she came out with that dance. And I was like, no, I just want to use this as a song change. Um, to its credit, everybody loves that dance. It's Contra. It's like Black Velvet. Everybody gets to interact with each other. But every time it ever plays, I just want to do Booze Cruise in a corner. Um, I don't know. Like... I feel like all the other dances that are still out there exist because people like them. And because, I I mean, I wish Hot Foot would go away. I I really don't understand that. Um, I don't understand um, coasting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna name all of the all of the the, the, the dances with no lyrics. <laughs> like all of those bother me. Um, because it's just like you're just hearing like it's like listening it's, it's like going to a techno party you know like where they're just playing techno music and it's just like my mind pauses out and um, I just don't understand like 
the beats that it's hitting, or I, I don't know. Like I just don't. If it, I'm a lyric person. Like what, like what I said when I when um, when you were talking to me about my choreography style. Um, I'm all about lyrics, and so dances with no lyrics just bother me. Um, it's funny you should mention Kostin specifically because of that. Um, I I think I originally saw Kostin last summer somewhere in Southern California. Okay. And. I, I thought, well, it's it's popular down here, so I'll write it down. And then, you know, when I was doing my learn two songs or learn two dances a day, yeah. it was in there. But yeah. I'm like, eh. and in Reno though, uh-huh. they do Coast into I'm Wearing Black by Granger Smith. Okay. And originally, Coast in I guess is done with like Lord of the Dance or something. Yeah. So it's got yeah, that yeah, Irish yeah, yeah, flair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm Wearing Black is about how it's St. Patrick's Day, but he's going through this heartbreak, so he's wearing black. Nice. So they, they have all these uh, these Irish sounding things that happen in okay. it, so it still has that same uh, the feel feeling, for it, yeah. But it's like really intense, and the people in Reno who I saw do it with that, yeah. They they don't do the like the little toe touches on uh-huh. the way back. They do kicks. Oh, that's and then cool. When they do the kick stomp, yeah. kick yeah. stomp, they yeah. they hit it hard. Yeah. So when I made my road trips to Reno, like that specifically was one. It, I think. I put it in my Reno Dances of Interest cool. video like a couple times, once at the beginning and once yeah. at the end, because it was just so aggressive. It was like um, it was like when I first learned Four on the Floor, uh-huh. uh, or uh, I guess you guys don't do it in here, but uh, Dukes and Boots is set to Daisy Dukes and Cowboy Boots, which I, I don't know if you've ever seen Hazard County by Cat Painter, no. but uh, it's another one of those just like almost gravelly voice kind of okay. you know, yeah, tearing yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. up yeah, yeah. yeah so like that made me think oh wow this coasting thing I really gotta get on this and like right. do it the way they do it in Reno right uh, I, at Oil Can Harry's a couple months ago I saw them do the original Lord of the Dance and like oh, uh, I, yeah. I can see why I didn't want this the first time around yeah. maybe like inside my legs yeah. but um, but I'm really happy when I saw it repurposed with the, uh, and that's the other what a song. song change does yeah yeah, Re- yeah like you, I think you used the word revitalize yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, and and in that case, you wouldn't have to make it go extinct. You just, it, it just needs to, to find the right expression. Right. And in talking with Noah about cake and like the whole journey to how that oh, yeah. happened, like, how we went through like fifty takes... songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have you had to do that with any of yours, or have they all just no. been direct fits? They've always been direct. Um, I always had a purpose for you know making it that song. You know, we I actually haven't heard anything about uh, your version of Girl Crush. Oh, you, you, I, I guess. Since it never, it, um, you, you said that you, you had dance. three or four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what, what is the story behind that, and like, why is it in the status that it currently is? So I've created a lot of dances, um, especially after Shake It Off, or especially after Loving Me Is Red. Right. Um, and uh, I created a, a dance to uh, Roller Coaster uh, by Luke Bryan. Um, I created a dance to Take It Out On Me by Florida Georgia Line. Um, I created Girl Crush, uh, a dance to Girl Crush um, that I titled Crush. And um, that was a really interesting, like, almost circuit kind of way of thinking that I had to go into. Because I had to learn about ah counts, because that's how the whole song is played out. It goes uh, one and ah, two and ah, three and ah, four. Um, And I had to learn about that count, because I tried to do it as, like, a normal, you know, like, 32 count like just one and two and three and four and five and it didn't work and it was weird um and i couldn't understand how it wasn't working and that's when i found out about an odd count um i've i've made videos for all of these dances obviously and i've posted them on my on facebook and on my youtube channel and people would like them 
and they just didn't go anywhere. Uh, there was just nobody. That's the thing about dances. Um, in order for a dance of yours uh, that you've choreographed to go to a country bar, it's not just it has to be a good dance, because what's a good dance? Um, it's not it has to be an easy dance. It's not that it has to be a hard dance. Um, it has to be something that the teacher at that bar wants to teach. And that's really what it comes down to. It's influenced by people liking and commenting on your video. But if, the, if a teacher at a bar doesn't like it, then it just won't get taught. And that's just how it works. And I'm sorry if that's not what you want to hear, but that's just how it works. Um, because they're taking time out of their schedule that they could be teaching something else. And they're trusting that your dance will you know, like fill up their floor and that, it, that everybody will want to do it and that everybody will want to learn it and um, that it'll be requested so it, they're not wasting their time. Um, I have a lot of dances like that that I just personally like, um, obviously because I choreograph them, um, but uh, my dance to Girl Crush, I call it Crush, uh, it's, I wanted to make something just completely different and obviously Girl Crush, it's super slow. Um, and so that whole dance, it's a normal 32 count dance uh, with one restart. And it's, it just meant a lot to me because, I, because at the time I had a crush on a girl. Um, and so that's really how that came about. Um, I just really liked the song. I just felt really inspired. And um, Kathy actually, Kathy Burkham from uh, Cadillac Ranch, she was saying how she loves the song and she couldn't find anything that didn't look too girly or something. Uh, the Rachel McEnany version uh, was too, like, girly for her or something like that. And um, she said that if I came out with something, that she would take a look at it. I don't know if she ever did, um, but I created it um, because she said that she would or that she would, you know, I think about it. And so I've, I still, to this day, do that dance. Um, it's on my Future Sex Love channel if you ever want to look it up. Um, it's under, like my choreographed dances if you go under videos um, and it's in there yeah now one of my cards here uh, actually kind of relates directly with that when you choreograph something do you consider it to be something that you're discovering like something about um, something about the movements is almost inevitable and you're just kind of carving away everything else to find the dance in it or is it do you consider it more like um, a lego building where you're inventing it like it never was there before right and you are the one responsible for assembling it right. in a way that nobody else could was it always there or did you make it that way i feel like it was always there um there are just some moves in dances that I'm just trying to get to. Um, maybe So maybe it's like a little bit of both. Um, because there are just like some moments in dances that it's like this definitely has to be there. Shake it off. Um, the, the swivels to the side and the swivel back. Like that just had to be right there. Um, the, uh, the running move in Loving Me Is Red, the run, the run back and the run forward um, into the triple side stomps. Um, the song goes red, 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 and so I didn't want it to be annoying. 
um, but I wanted it to be there. And so like when you do the triple side, it goes like Ed and then Ed. And like that's um, how like I wanted to construct that. Um, and I knew that that had to be there. And so some so a part of it is like just getting to there um, in like the most creative way. But some of it definitely exists already. Um, and I'm just like, especially just when I, just listening to a song. Like you can definitely just picture, or I definitely just picture things that need to be in the in like specific points, like the sway part in uh, "Can't Stop Us." Oh yeah. I, that like you have to sway there, mm-hmm. like, because I'm just a lyric lyric person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you take the statement, if you can line dance, you can do anything, and just accept that as being true. Okay. Uh, what would be examples of that that make that true? Like, let's say you're telling one of your uh, beginners or I mean, anybody who's never done line dance before. Okay. If you can line dance, if you take the skill set that, that is required to do line dance, right. you can apply those to any part of your life and make your life better and make it easier because you now have this skill set. What would be examples of that? What do you get from line dance that makes it possible to do other things totally unrelated? The amount of friends that I've obtained. Mm. Um, the amount of friends that I've obtained that I have the ability to hang out with outside of country bars is insane. And that was all based on the fact that I learned to dance at the beginning of my career um, that just kind of morphed into other things. Um, that morphed into me having a channel, that morphed into me having, you know, like subscribers, um, that morphed into me teaching at Stagecoach. There was literally a time when I went to Montana's for the very first time, and I don't, I don't talk to my parents very often. Um, I'm not like, uh, what's it called, a um, family, uh, uh, holiday. I'm not a holiday person. Okay. Um, like I'm not like spending, you know, like Halloween or I'm not Halloween. Uh, I'm, de- yeah, I'm definitely not spending Halloween with them. I'm not spending like Thanksgiving or, you know, like Christmas with family or anything. Um, there was a time when I went to Montana's for the very first time and I met this couple named Amanda and Josh and Amanda, uh, literally watched their married couple and she watched my videos and taught her husband Josh and the very first time after not going to to Montana's ever they immediately saw me uh, and they became like just my my really amazing like Montana's friend later that year they invited me to Thanksgiving dinner with their family this was all because I could I learned to dance and made and made a YouTube channel like I, I was just having casual Thanksgiving dinner with a family um, based on, you know, like, just, like, a skill that I picked up. And, like, that was, like, the craziest thing. Um, line dancing teaches you that all you have to really do to be good at anything is consistency. Mm. That's all line dancing is. It's not hard. There are, like, 20 different moves. In normal line dance, in country bar line dancing... There were like 20 moves. I mean, like, if that, you know, like, 
Grapevine, Coaster Step, like Rock Step, uh, Triple Step, Lock Step, Wizards. Mm -hmm. um, there are only so many things that you know, like you just kind of use in different ways. If you like, when you start doing, when you start line dancing every day, um, and you start like practicing all the time, you start to realize that it's not really that hard if you just keep doing it. Um, the only time it gets hard is like when you learn a dance, don't go for a month, learn another dance. And you know, like, I mean, if I want to directly relate this to my six years of trying to find a girlfriend, um, I always went to every club, you know, like talking to girls after not talking to girls since the previous week. And, you know, like I would just, you know, like I would go home and, you know, like I wouldn't, I didn't practice at all. And it, so it was hard every single time, which is what line dancing would be if you never practiced. Mm -hmm. um, once you start like shifting your brain to understanding the fact that if you just do this all the time, it'll become easier and it'll become natural and it, it won't become like, oh, I need to learn this grapevine into a triple step, into a coaster step. Like, it, and it's not mechanical. And it's just like, oh, triple step, grapevine, coaster step. You know, it, it just becomes like a natural thing. Um, it becomes less hard. And then when you can relate it to other things, like when you can say, like, oh, this is the, the God Bless Texas move, and this is the Men in Black move, and this is the um, four on the floor move, and you can relate it like that, then all of a sudden it's not even like you're really learning something new. You're just doing it in a different way, and everything just becomes easier. And so if you can relate that to like your the greater part of your life, and just being consistent at things, um, then it, everything will just become easier because you're doing it all the time. Taking a couple of cards here and sort of combining them. Yeah. One of them is, uh, what do you? Let's assume for the moment that we we, at the moment have, the ear, of millions and millions, of line dancers and you know other people who are perhaps curious line dance curious okay um, throughout the world and you have their ear for the moment um, one of these cards says what do you believe above all to be true what has caused you to believe that and where do you see examples or evidence of this truth in the world and another one of these cards says what have you learned that if shared could change people's lives if you have something that you would like to share to everybody ever, what? Um, and if you want to get specific, you know, dancers and instructors and DJs and all that, um, that you know to be, or to, to what you've experienced uh, has supported itself to be true, um, what would you really want to impress upon people's minds? Like, please believe this, I know this. And bonus points if it could change their life. If it could change their life? Yes. And then I have a, another follow-up related question after that. I mean, this is almost like relatable to what I just said. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. And uh, we, we will certainly clear out uh, in, in just a moment. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for any anybody who's listening, um, to, to that little segment there. We are at a Starbucks right now, 
and we are uh, we are on the a patio that, that's being closed. Yeah. So this will give you lots of time to think about. It that, will be that question. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you believe to be true that could change people's lives if they learned it? That being consistent uh, to something will change everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I started as just a dancer uh, and I have now gotten to the point where not only do I have a successful YouTube channel um, but I also teach at two different places uh, I taught it I also the fact that I also taught at stagecoach the fact that I have three dances being done at bars around Southern California all of this just because I stuck with line dancing all the time, like week after week, for six years, um, that amount of consistency to one thing has brought me just literally everything in my life. It's given me a way to support myself, um, like monetarily wise. Um, it's given me an infinite amount of friends everywhere, people that I've changed their lives um, through, and people that I haven't even met. Just watch my YouTube videos. That, uh, yeah, that um, where I've made them better than their other friends that go to country bars. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's crazy to think that all of that literally just became that, that that all just started because of me doing something this consistently. Hmm. And where do you see... Oh, uh, before I get to that question. uh, In addition to having the ear of everybody and sharing this truth with them, now that you have everybody's attention, what would you ask of them? Anything that you would like them to think about or do? Whether it's the the specific roles within the community, DJs, instructors, etc., or the person on the street. I think one of the things that I always try to impress upon people, um, and not, it sounds very like line dancery, but it's also for the rest of your life. Um, because it's something that I've always tried to follow. It's the idea that instead of trying to be better, instead try to be different. Um, so if you take a line dance, for instance, um, and you start you know, you see somebody do like a dance and they add like, oh, let's say like a walk the line. Um, and you do, you're doing the triple steps going forward and then like the turn, the turn and a half going back. A lot of people will uh, see somebody do a spin. And so then they'll be like, oh, I can be, um, I can be better. I can do two spins. And so then the other person um, will go like, oh, I can do, I can do three spins, right? Um, I'm the person that instead of doing um, the fourth spin, I'll do no spins. Mm. And then all of a sudden people will be like, what, what was that? You know, like, um, it's so much easier to be different than to try to be better, um, to try to do more, and to try to do the same thing but extra. Like, if you, when you do, when you start doing less, 
it actually achieves a better result and it's easier um, in like your own like life I feel like a lot of people myself included we compare ourselves to other people about you know other people being better at, at something than us um, or being uh, you know like better at everything like better at uh, dancing or better at singing or better at uh, studying or better at you know just everything and instead of trying to compare yourself to other people just understand that you're different and that in itself is being better it's the best you could possibly, the best anybody could possibly be at being yeah. you. Yes, that that was always like the the greatest quote. It was that um, you don't have to be better than other people. You just have to be the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in addition to having other folks think about that, is there anything that we in the community can do to help? you or the scene itself to be better, to grow, to, to uh, have a richer culture to it, uh, to, to make people closer. Is there anything that we should do as individuals to sort of take responsibility for how it is? Because I used to just you know be among the people right. and think that, well, I'm just a dancer. I don't need to teach anybody. I don't, right. need, I don't need to add a dance to yeah. the number of how many dances. Like, um, I, I didn't really think that I was supposed to give anything back. I was just there to soak it all in. Yeah. And then I, I started looking at just age differences. Um, like the, the six to nine dancers, you know, sometimes right. they'll be older. Yeah, yeah. Or like there's a, a local group that, again, you know, it, it, it uh, skews a little older. And sometimes I worry that what happened to it's funny, Noah actually just mentioned um, square dancing uh, recently. Like, it's not really a thing anymore. It, no. it, these cultural things that we create are not perpetuated right. if we don't put something back into the pool. Right. And with line dance, I, I love that Southern California especially has had so many people take the baton and continue it yeah. further forward. Is there anything that anything additional that we should be doing? Or, are, are we not promoting enough? Uh, are we not making it look fun enough to our friends? Uh, is there anything that we could do to help keep it strong? The accepting of suggestions is like the biggest thing. Mm. Um, because right now, the, the, biggest, the biggest problem, if this is even a problem at all, Um, in country bars is the idea of tradition and the um, and what's new Um, it's do we keep tush push and you know like basic dances and only do country or do we do cake and do we do can't stop the feeling and um, and it's it's about a weird balance between keeping the old as well as understanding that there are new things um, and a lot of people, the, the, the reason for it, for any country bar breaking is doing any of one thing. Um, if you do any of, if, you, if your country bar is nothing but just old music and old, just country, then new people that like new country 
because New Country, I'm sure you heard this with Noah, um, New Country isn't country. Uh, it's country pop. Uh, Luke Bryan, Taylor Swift, uh, Florida Georgia Line, uh, Sam Hunt. Uh, these are all like, it's not like George Strait and Conway Twitty. Like, there's a very big difference. Um, and so, if your two-step sets consist of nothing but like George Strait songs, um, new people won't like it. But then if you have too much Florida Georgia Line, people who like um, Conway Twitty are gonna get angry. Um, and it's about having a balance between the two um, and being able to openly uh, accept suggestions and accept change. Um, it's a big thing that country bars are dealing with right now, especially with the emergence of how new country is and how circuit dances are almost starting to come into country bars and how like new songs are, you know, like from pop songs that are good on the radio are being dances like Stitches. Stitches is a dance. Uh, Cake is a dance. Um, Get Ugly is a dance. And um, and how. And how, yeah. 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 Um, and, but th that's what, because like, that's why there, there's that, that split shift of six to nine and nine to close. There's just a different crowd. And you have to be able to want to appeal to both, to both sides. Um, and once you isolate one of, the, one of the sides, that's how a country bar will fail. Um, the reason why Anne Marie uh, picked me up, and she actually gave me a teaching position at her bar at Sixth Street um, in Ontario. Uh, the reason why she did that was because she felt that not um, that the that um, there needed to be a new generation of thinkers, of country bar thinkers, um, and there needed to be because um, like as amazing as all of these instructors are, that are all my friends, um, Tarina, Carrie, Anne-Marie, Candy, um, you know, Kathy, Anne-Marie understands that they're all not gonna be there forever. And there has to be somebody else to pick that up. And there has to be a new generation of people that can teach and that have the ability to understand fundamentals and the reasoning for why, um, why people teach. That it's not just for money and that it's not just um, because they're bored or it's not just for anything. That understand the love that people have put into um, that position um, and the amount of work that's, that they've had to build to, be, to allow line dancing to be what it is. Um, Anne-Marie has an amazing forward-thinking mind to where that's the reason why she, that was part of the reason why she gave that to me. Um, she saw that I was the, the promoter of like all of my friends that are all around my same age and uh, how I came up with SoCal Choreographer Night and um, how I've been able to promote my friends and you know like that are just again my age like uh, become choreographers and feel like uh, and feel like they could be 
the next people in line to teach at a country bar um, to where Noah's, Noah's teaching now. Um, and like Krista teaches and uh, like, I think that's, that's just really what it is. It, it, it's just being able to be open to the idea of change. And um, some people aren't. And so I'm not sure what will happen, but it's not good. Um, and I feel like a successful country bar has to have the ability to uh, understand that things will change eventually and that people like get ugly and people like cake. Um, who doesn't like cake? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that, that's it. You mentioned a couple names there. Are there any shout-outs or acknowledgments that you'd like to to make uh, for you know people that maybe the rest of us should keep an eye on, uh, whether you know circuit folks like Roy or um, local folks like Jono, who is you know right. definitely proven his chops with choreography so oh, far. Yeah. Um, who should we be following right now um, to to kind of have the inside track on? on Who's really got it together? Online dancing. Mm-hmm. Anne Marie Dunn mm-hmm. um, at the Branding Iron. Uh, she's one of the best innovators uh, in the country world. Um, her and Carrie, both of them are so open to suggestion from everybody. Um, they love promoting um, as much as I do. They love promoting new talent and trusting that people uh, that come up with dances that they have the ability to be dances and that's how all of my friends came out with their dances um, Jessica with Perfectly Confused Noah with Two Shots and a Songs and now with, and now with Cake um, Krista with uh, Move Like You Do like Haley with Dance With Me and um, what's it called like they like obviously Jono um, because he has come out with he started with All Bass No Trouble right um, and that's how we knew his name um, but it wasn't until recently where we met him and brought him into our country bar world that all of a sudden now Get Ugly and can't, his Just Feel Like Dancing dance are things um, he was always like the Trevor Thornton he was always just like this person that we kind of knew about but didn't really see um and now he has integrated into like he hangs out with my friends like all the time (laughs) like they hang out at like universal studios like he's like he's like he's you know i was gonna say like he's just a normal guy because he is just a a normal guy um but because of that pull into like our our world he's now been able to get his dances into bars um, more more accessibly than before, where we would have had to have just looked it up or something. Um, Noah's coming up there. Uh, he choreographed for uh, forever, and before, uh, right before he came out with two shots and a song, he was about to quit, and um, he came out with two shots or he showed me two shots and a song. And I was like, 
this dance is amazing. It brings me back to old country and like when I first started like six years ago. Um, and so then I was, I just promoted it on my, um, my Facebook after I videoed him and everybody loved it. And then all of a sudden he comes out with cake and everybody freaking loves that. Um, so he's definitely somebody that's definitely coming up there. He taught trespassing, um, which is Fred Whitehouse. Yep. And now all these people like know that dance. Um, he's trying to get fined by me. Um, and these are all circuit dances. And what's it called? Uh, he's just definitely one of those people that are definitely up and coming. kind of relates to this uh, well before I get to this this question this very long question that's on my card uh, one of the things that you mentioned about John was that he's like a regular guy yeah and I guess there are probably folks out there who think oh my goodness it's the YouTube guy right and you're just it's Elliot yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah. if people did want to get in contact with you and just talk to you like a normal person what would be the best way that people could contact you Facebook I'm on that way too much. Um, my YouTube channel, I respond to like every single comment and I always get notifications. And would this be Future Sex Love channel, which you described earlier, or? My new channel, Dream On Dance. Right, I don't think we've gotten into that at all. Um, no. what, would, what would be the quick rundown on what that channel is? Uh, my, future, my, my original channel, Future Sex Love channel, um, I had to restart the channel within the channel twice. <laughs> um, and it was all because of what we talked about before about um, not teaching step sheet. Mm -hmm. uh, so I made a bunch of videos and I never, I never taught step sheet. I was just teaching what we did at clubs and a lot of people gay, got really mad at me um, to where it became this really big thing and I wanted to shut down my channel. Um, to not shut down my channel, I restarted it and I called my new thing Line Dancing version 2.0 and I made a playlist and I was reteaching everything with step sheets um, the, with step sheet video teach throughs uh, I then didn't like that and so I did line dancing version 3.0 and that was literally just me doing a straight run through um, me not talking about any dances because I used to do an intro video of me talking about dances um, and uh What's it called? I, I, I just did a straight teach through and, you know, no music, just words and then counts, done. It was just like really quick, like three minute videos. Um, I then got to a point where, I don't know, I just lost interest. I lost interest in my channel. I wasn't posting as much. Um, I stopped videoing. I stopped caring about learning new things because everything just felt like it just kept changing because it was. Um, it was just like just six to nine dances that I was learning and then they would just disappear and I would just be like why did I even like learn this and teach this um, I was really losing interest in everything and then I came up with my new channel um, which I decided to call dream on dance it's all one word and um, it was a because my old channel was also me just doing other things as well I had it wasn't just a line dance channel it was also like me doing magic me hanging out with my um, with my sister me, you know, like doing a video blog. And I never felt like I could do that once I started becoming popular because people would subscribe to me, obviously, for my line dancing. Then they'd see a magic video and be like, what is this? We don't care about this, you know? 
we don't care about his birthday. You know, like I'd, I'd make like a birthday. No, no, no. I mean, like, I just, I felt, that's what I felt. Like, um, you know, like whenever you subscribe to somebody for some specific reason and they decide to post something else, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, it could be them having fun on vacation. And you're like, um, this is not why I subscribe to your, you know, Call of Duty, you know, like, channel. Um, I don't care that you went to Tahiti. You know, like, um, so I decided to start a dedicated line dance channel, and I call it dream, I call it Dream on Dance, um, and that's that's what I that's what I'm on now, and um, I love it. Um, I had like just separate side things. I was doing line dance video blogs. Um, I did. Uh, I wanted to highlight some of my friends, so I did what's what I like to call uh, two wall dancing. Mm. Um, which was just compilations of my friends doing like two walls of a dance um, and then you got to see like their individual style which I thought was, was super cool um, and it's just like I, I felt like my fans deserved just a, a singular dedicated line dance channel that was that's all it was and so it gave me a, a purpose to doing videos again um, I'm at like 126 subscribers, which is cool. Um, I mean, for being in, an, in a now world where uh, YouTube videos and are actually popular now, it's it's different. It's harder to get subscribers because everybody has them now. Yeah. Um, but I like it, and it's something that I'm I'm still continuing to do. Um, so you, if, if anybody commented on any of those, like I'll definitely see any any anything. But Facebook is probably the biggest one. And how do you spell your name for those of you uh, it's, uh, out there who have never seen yeah. his name spelled? One L and two T's mm -hmm. uh, is the most common question. So it's E-L-I-O-T-T. -T. My last name is Mar, M-A-R. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier was how with Facebook it's like texting everybody at once. Yeah. And I remember there was one occasion when I asked you an opinion question, I think, about uh, something related to line dance. And it ended up being in one of your your video blogs oh, right, yeah. as a response because yeah. there are probably other people out there who oh, would yeah. be interested in hearing that answer. Yeah. That's how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's a, a card that I have in my hand. This might be a tricky one to answer. It's 10 years in the future. How would you describe the line dance landscape? What has come and what has gone? Who is still involved in their current roles? And what is your part in it? I feel like if I've gotten to where I am in six years of this, and it seems like a big goal, but I mean, if it's 10 years from now, me being a teacher at my own bar with like my friends as guest teachers or teachers on different days would just be insane. But I said the same thing when I said, when I came up with Loving Me Is Red and my goal was that I would do full sets of dances where it was just dances choreographed by my friends and that's happening now. You went to Cowboy Country yesterday. Oh yeah. And that's what happened. It, we did like Loving Me Is Red into like Move Like You Do into Perfectly Confused into Cake. Like it was crazy. I was like, what is this? Um, I feel like
country bars will definitely just be different. And um, if I ever came out with my own country bar, or if I ever came out with like that concept, I mean, like in a perfect world, that's what it would be. Um, where I would be like a teacher and I would like co-own it with like all of my friends who were just amazing dancers. And we would just have all of the dance sets be dances that we've choreographed. And the reasoning for that whole thing was that it just, it gives people friends that they didn't even realize could be their friends. And like it just builds community. Um, and like being able to say like, oh yeah, like I choreographed this dance and being like, oh, that's crazy. Like, you know, and then starting a conversation like that. And then um, like, it's not so much like we're superstars or something, um, but like it's the idea that anybody could do this that anybody could just go from being a normal dancer who doesn't know how to do outlaw to teaching at Stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Or to, to having a, a dance being done at, you know, like having a, a uh, their own dance being done at a bar. Um, and it's just like, a, it's just a really cool feeling to say like, oh, this one's mine. Because then you start de- developing friends like that. Everybody's like, oh, how do you dance this? How do you do this? And you just, you obtain friends like that. Um, I feel like there will always be a ranch and there will always be a cowboy country and there will always be like an in cahoots and there will always be standard places that do standard dances um, because they have to but in a perfect world in 10 years I'd like to think that people could accept change and um, they could accept the fact that maybe we don't have to do outlaw tonight maybe we don't have to do good time maybe we there are so many dances um, out there in the world that it boggles my mind that clubs still do dances twice yeah. I don't understand. Even if they say like, oh, well, uh, you know, somebody requested it and they weren't here earlier. No. Hey, the guy next to him requested something that wasn't played at all. How yeah. about we play that one? Yeah, how about we play that one? That's also a request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do Redneck Angel again. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, if that's backward thinking, like, I would, I would like to hope that in the future it could be, it could go even further and be like, oh, maybe we don't need to do God Bless Texas. Maybe we can, we should just do Get Ugly and maybe we should just do some other dance. Maybe we can do like a circuit dance as like a, you know, like once a night or something. Um, introduce like dancers to that world in that way. Um, have like workshops and like, you know, like kid like kid owned workshops like you know just me and like Noah and like all of my other friends like that know like Kalea um, just who know like circuit dances and have them have all of the advanced people like learn that way and then they could do those at like the club Um, I feel like line dancing is too expansive uh, to try to contain it how clubs do 
clubs contain it so, um, like, in a Tupperware jar. Like, it's 9 o'clock right now. Let's, we're, we're only doing these dances now. Like, um, and it doesn't help people grow. And what it does is it just, I get it, it's repeat customers. They know what to expect. They know the dances and they get it and that's how they learn. Or that's how they, you know, like, it, it promotes uh, repetition. But I don't feel like it gives uh, people, like, growth. And it, it doesn't, it, it leaves them in a bubble, like a safe bubble. And um, I feel like they don't have to go to circuit level. But, like, I feel like the six to nine dances should at least be given a chance in, like, the after nine time. And it shouldn't just be older people that get there at this random time at six to nine. You know, like it's just like that's that's who it is. It's just older, older, older dancers um, that don't really try to flare things up. Um, that don't do anything to dances, not normally. Um, who just do like the basic version of a dance, and and they're good. And then nine o'clock comes around and they're like they're tired and like it's their bedtime and they go home and I feel like that's the only way dances that are new come in and it's it's based on whether or not they can make it look cool and they don't try to make it look cool <laughs> like um, my can't stop us dance was specifically designed so that you could do crazy things with it but like a lot of my friends don't even know that dance exists um, because it's never done after nine. Um, and so, like, that's what I would want for, for country bars in the future. Like, the ability to accept the fact that things have the ability to change. And maybe, like, you don't have to completely take out God Bless Texas, Good Time, and Outlaw, and whatnot. You could have throwback night. You know, like, let's do all those dances on this night. Um, or let's do, you know, like, and then, like, on the other nights, let's do, like, all the new stuff. Um, and then, you know, like, you can have people cycle in that way. Um, but that, that's what I want. You say that it stifles the growth of the dancers. I think it can also stifle the success, the long-term success of the clubs, because it wastes an opportunity to help build the name of those new choreographers. Oh, yeah. And if they play some dance by a choreographer who's not in the scene at all who like got into life insurance or something yeah. and they have nothing to do with it it does not benefit them to have their dance played right. again right. whereas it might really be a boost to somebody oh, yeah. who just came out with something and they do want to make this their thing oh, yeah. then that's one more time that somebody hears their name and maybe they get hired on to do a private party oh, yeah. or they become an instructor at that bar someday or oh, they yeah. become a circuit person Yeah. and by by you know, quote, wasting that spot on something that helps no one. Yeah. Uh, that could just as easily have been another equal uh, difficulty dance uh, by a new person. Like, they're, they're almost, the, the bars are setting themselves up for the day when they didn't create any new names and now they don't have any new dances. Yeah. And everybody who used to know those old dances, they've all retired. They're, they don't want to do good time. They're yep. too old. And the people, the younger people, yeah. they didn't want to do good time to begin with. Yeah. So yeah. They don't, they're, not, they're not going to the bar for that reason either. Yeah. And now you have a bar playing all these old songs for people who aren't there anymore. And the people who could have replaced 
those dances were never given a push, so they never took it seriously. Yeah. And they all got into life insurance too. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any question that you are surprised just hasn't come up that you uh, you think, why doesn't anybody ever ask me this? Like they ask about my channel, they ask about this and that other thing, but like how do people how do people not think like, oh, well there's this aspect of him. Maybe I'll find out about that. Is there anything you surprised has not come up for you? that maybe you think should be asked? And if not about yourself, then maybe just about line dancing in general. Things that people just aren't talking about and you don't know why. Why does the six to nine and nine to close exist? Uh, nobody questions that, mm. ever. Um, the, like the, the, the specificness of that, like nobody questions why we can't do dances that have just been taught after nine, because we can't. They're just like, well, because nobody would know it. They're just like, yeah, but it's because you never play it. <laughs> like, um, like, nobody's gonna ever know nobody's second best you know, like in the middle of a God bless Texas good time set because you never play it at this time. So nobody will, will know it. And so like you literally specifically only play this during that time. And like, um, I don't know. It bothers me that that doesn't cross over. Dances have crossed over. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Goingham crossed over. That's super crossover. That was a lesson um, and it just, everybody loved it. And so now it's played after nine. Dance With Me was one of them um, that crossed over into, into um, after nine. Um, it amazes me how many people need to know a dance or need to request a dance for it to be played after nine. Um, and if it's not, it's just given no chance. It's not played at all. And it leads to people thinking, oh, well, why would I learn this? It's never played. Exactly. And so that's why dances from six to nine just die and they get replaced with other dances. Um, which leads people to be like, why am I learning dances? At which point they just go from, six, or from nine to close and just do standard dances. Um, I, I feel like that's a big question. Like, why does that exist? I mean, I know why it exists because, like, those are the same people. But I mean, like, I feel like it should bother more people than it than it does, um, because I don't think it it does very often. Um, I don't know. I guess me personally, I've built up the persona of like the YouTube person person that knows every dance even though I don't know every dance um, that I'm just this happy person all the time and I'm this teacher person that loves you know like everything and and it's almost weird to people when I'm sad and it's almost weird to people when I'm any emotion other than you know like this overly happy person at a club um, I feel like people forget that people are people. Yeah. You know? Um, what a concept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they're still like, 
normal people that go through things. Um, because I'll say, you know, like I'll do some Facebook status where I'm like, I'm really sad about this or like hate my life because of this. And they'll be like, why? You have a successful YouTube channel. And I'm like, I do. And that's definitely a thing. But <laughs> other things also affect me, you know? Um, and so it's almost weird to be a person. And um, when people just think of you as uh, like a specific way, um, at which point you just become what they want to see. So you go to country bars and you become that person. Um, and where it's an escape, it's also a facade. Um, I mean, going back to escape, oh, look at you. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's almost like you're living double lives within one life. Um, and it's, it's weird because I mean, like I've definitely obtained a lot from line dancing, but again, I never wanted it to be everything. So even at its best, I've always still wanted something else. And I'm almost just now discovering that I'm almost just now obtaining that something else. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to leave the line dance world, but I also want to do other things. It's not like the end all be all of, of Elliot as a person. Finding um, your balance. Yeah. Rounding your well-roundedness. Yeah. yeah. Noting, noting the duration uh, yeah. on our recorder here, yeah. um, I feel like it might be prudent to, to respect your time <laughs> As you have given so much time to answering you all of totally these questions. You totally need to edit this down. Well, maybe somebody will have like a three-hour commute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and this will be exactly the thing for it. Um, there are definitely more questions you know. in my binder that I could ask you. Yeah. Um, one, one question uh, as you head off into, into the rest of your weekend. Right. What, what dance are you really excited about right now that you'd recommend for other people? What, what should everyone go out and learn uh, because you just love it? Oh my God, that's so hard. It's so hard to just pick one thing. Um, Can I pick three for different reasons? Yes. Okay. Um, if you want to learn something difficult, it's pretty much the most difficult thing ever taught at a country bar in SoCal. Uh, Jono's Just Feel Like Dancing. It's a phrased A-B dance. It's an A-32 count, B-32 count. It has a restart as well as a tag. It's crazy. Um, and I feel like there could be no better dance to that song, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Um, the way that it's phrased, the way that um, it lyrically hits um, is just perfect. 
but it's difficult. It's super hard. Um, and it's something that you have to study and you can't just study it as an, you know, like, oh, oh, I'll just learn this 64 count dance. You have to understand the phrasing because it's like three A's and then a B and then half of B into a restart into three A's into like B. And like, like you can't just dance it. Oh, I'll just do two walls of this. It's like, no, no, no. You have to dance the whole dance and you have to understand all of it. If you want something really difficult, that is the thing to learn. Um, if you want something intermediate, cake, uh, Noah's cake dance. Um, it's not that it's a hard dance, it's that it's what I like to call knacky. Um, it's just like the um, uh, Camille from Lancaster at Bex, uh, she calls it the no place like home move. Um, it's the heel swivels. Um, and it's like you're you're doing heel clicks, um, but like, or I mean not heel clicks, but like um, out ins, mm -hmm. out in the out in move. Yeah, she calls them no place like homes. Um, that move is just weird. Um, doing the um, the back move. What it? What is it called? Uh, when when yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the mashed yeah, yeah. potato. Yeah. I think it's a mashed potato. That's one. That's one way to call it. Um, okay. They've called it something else. Oh, uh, I think Noah referred to it as an applejack. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that move. It's it's not. It's just weird. It's like not. not there haven't been like that in most dances. Um, so if you like, if you want to learn an intermediate dance, like the tag is so fun. The tag in that dance is super fun. Um, intermediate dance. Learn that. And if you want to learn like a normal, like could be club standard dance, um, like that's more basic. Um, I love Lyran King from the Branding Iron, uh, her If the Boot Fits dance. Um, just because I'm a lyric person and uh, there's a, uh, she does a slapping leather move on a, If the Boot Fits and like that thing just hits so well. Um, and it wasn't until I started listening to the actual song that um, the lockstep going back that she does, um, it's Cross My Heart, it's on Cross My Heart um, and it's a lockstep. So you're doing crosses, yeah. It's it's really clever, um, and that's like more of like a like a normal like coaster step, sailor step, you know, type dance. That's that has normal basic moves. Um, so those three, really, yeah. That's funny. You mentioned like the the making the shape. That reminds me of Camille's. Uh, does she prefer Camille or Cammy? Camille. Camille. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, with X's and O's, how she right. has the different X shapes yes. and the O shapes. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the most clever dances I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, hopefully, we will have a round two at some point. I don't see you enough. Like, this <laughs> I, was amazing. I completely agree. Yeah, this was amazing. I don't know why California is such a big state. We just fold it up in the middle yeah, and like, join yeah. the two ends. Like, yeah. One of those mad fold-ins. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We are coming up on three hours, but I think we're going to make it just under. So I'll throw in a theme song or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again. Of course. And uh, yeah, until, until next time. Yeah.